Welcome to Critical Apocalypse episode 226, as always, and is trying to catch me out with his fucking shenanigans. Who's this cunt over here? What's he up to? What are you doing? Welcome to Critical Apocalypse, where we review stuff and things. Every week we do four reviews each. Beautiful intro, it's really coherent. Last doing time great. we did Keep the it up. end of year. Doing great, I'm trying to be a hype man. This year. Yeah, but you did your best musical episode. of the year. Best musical of the year, I, I enjoyed. Made the podcast woke. Did we? Yeah, by doing a musical. Yeah, not enough racism. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, 2024, the year of racists. They're coming back. Yeah. They're making a comeback. Are they ever really away? No, they just won't fuck off. Why don't they fuck off, Anne? Um, all right, anyway, so we review stuff and things, and you have graciously said that you're so excited to review your first thing that you want to do the first review this week, and I've said, of course you can. I'm busy trying to see if one of the apps can tell me what I've played. Or watched. Watched, yeah, maybe, but not necessarily okay. watched. Well, I can still Oh, time. yeah, there's a game. What game? Any business. Fucking. Oh, it's, but it's your first review. It's your fucking attitude. Jesus Christ. You, you're so high and mighty with your freaking. So, anyway, welcome Ooh, tell to. Tell me everything. Tell welcome me to everything. As always, we're going to talk about various things mm-hmm. in pop culture, but before we do that, let's talk news. What? What's news? What's news, Ant? What's news for you, mate? What's news? Yeah, what's news? News is um No but I mean what's news with you mate? What's news? What's up? What's news? Um I saw Joe Mama. Joe Mama? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um um, is that Boots and Butter? Yeah. Yeah. Playing Boots and Butter. Yeah. Tough game. Yeah. Tough game. Yeah. Yeah. Um Did you ever play No. Did you ever do you ever play the Simpsons game? But Escape from Camp Krusty. No, it's because by the time that came out, we learned that all the Simpsons games are <laughs> shit. It's really hard, and it doesn't make a ton of sense. Apart from Krusty's Funhouse, Krusty's Funhouse Fun is, is incredible, good, yeah. but that's technically just just uh, like that. Um, what was that game? Mario, the robots, the little robots. March of the Minis, yeah, yeah, but it came out like ten years before that. No, no, March of the Minis wasn't there like a. That's clock- a Game Boy Advance game. Was it? Yeah. Wasn't there like what was the other game? There was a game like that, right? Mario versus Donkey Kong on the Game Boy. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of that. But Mario versus Donkey Kong March of the Minis is the one with the little robots. Yeah, yeah. And Krusty Super Fun House plays a lot like almost like one of those Crazy Castle games, isn't it? Maybe. No, Crazy Castle's a platformy thing. I've got one of them. Oh. I thought I did. Maybe I sold it. I, I think know. everybody has one of those games somewhere. Yeah. Or the Mary Kate and Ashley version of it. No, Mary Kate and Ashley game's a different game. Ghostbusters and Garfield had reskins of Oh, Crazy it was the Castles. Ghostbusters and Garfield. Okay. Yeah. All right. The same game, different name. Fun times. Um, so we do have a little bit of news this week. Oh dear. Yeah, that I forgot yeah, to mention a long time ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. So you remember that there was the Game Awards? The Gay Awards? The <laughs> Gay yeah, and you won first place. No, oh, James Biggest, was biggest gay of the year. <laughs> mm. You can fit four tangerines up your arsehole. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? <coughs> I'm dying. Why am I dying? Good, it's about time, yeah. Uh, come get me, spectre of death. Take me away. Anyway, um... No, so Sega are reviving a bunch of things that we actually enjoy. Oh, oh, yeah. Crazy oh. Taxi's coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting, a, getting a new Jet Set Radio. It's really good as good as that mobile game they made. Going to get a Streets of Rage. Oh, are we? We had a Streets of Rage recently. Going to get a new Streets of Rage, Anne. We had one recently. Shut up, ignore that one. That wasn't real. It was. It was really Golden good. Axe. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's it. Oh, wow. No, no yeah. Sega Bass fishing. Oh. Despite that being incredible in the what Dreamcast. What about an 18-wheel pro trucker? The, All right, shut the, the truck simulator. And you're not going to get one. You're not going to get one. Where's the ooze? Actually, oh. truck simulator is really good. Uh, the 18-wheeler one on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I've, I've got it, yeah, I've got it on Dreamcast. That's a really good game. Yeah. It's just Outrun yeah. in a truck. Yeah. Sort of. Stage by stage. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, that was news. That was it. That was really good. Well done, that was mate. News. Good, good use of time. What news were you? You bringing anything to the table? No, I've got some of these. Oh, these what? These nuts. These nuts. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Good, because yeah. I could do with a snack. Oh. But, well, I mean, I haven't had dinner. Someone had dinner. I didn't get to have dinner. I fired. I bought you a cake. You had cake for dinner. Did I? Yeah, it's dinner. Is that one? There's a plate here. What did you have with the plate? It wasn't a plate. It's not a plate here. That's that's the where the cake was in. Was, oh, you just got crumbs yeah, everywhere. <sighs> There's no, cr- no crumbs there. Anyway, your review first, Ant. Go on then. Get fucked. Jog on. Um, Jesus. Tilly fucking Christ. What was I going to review? Oh, you got the man with no name. Yeah, I know, but that's like... That's the only thing I'll remember. Well, I play a game called Jusam. Jusam who? Jusam, you fucking... Jusam fuck right off. Jusam last night. Jusam one padding for time. Jusam's a game where you're in a world where there's no water, there's no waves, right? There's no sea. Apparently the moon... Wait, wait. It's a game... Where there's no sea, there's no ocean. No ocean. But your first thought was you're playing a game with no waves. Yeah, no waves. <laughs> well, it isn't because the <laughs> the world stops spinning. Right. Apparently, that's even more significant than the ocean or the yeah, waves. Yeah, but when the waves stop spinning, the tidal pulls all the water away oh, to right. whatever. I thought you were trying to ease us into this is post-apocalypse. Because the moon's obviously out there. The, yeah. the no, no way. There's no water, right? Yeah. So everyone lives in these big old tall mountains. Imagine they die in these colonies, no water. or up this giant pillar-like mountain. Just a massive. You know what? <laughs> you know that ones from the music video "I Disappear" by Metallica. Yeah. Imagine one of them, but like way taller. Master, master. Anyway, um, you play a guy who's just climbing up one. You're going to go up to the top because there's like there's always been this myth that there's like some creatures way up the top who can bring water back magical big water whale things and so you're going to climb up it and find out if they're there it's a good game it's a good idea for a game it's one yeah. of them it's one of them games a bit like journey oh, you know it's a bit of a vibes a bit of vibes going on no monsters no combat you're all about climbing you're climbing your way up you use the left and right triggers to grab stuff so you hold the right trigger down move the analog stick to grab hold of something you have to hold it if you let go you drop you know and then move your left trigger so you have to you know alternate between the left and right trigger moving your hand into position to find something to grab hold of grab climb like that kind of like that grow home game from years ago but like not physics based wackiness it's a proper proper climbing thing Mm. Um, and you have like a rope that you use you can't you can't die in it or anything if you fall you're gonna have your fall you're gonna get caught by your rope or whatever Um, and as you climb up you can stick your piton in yeah so you can put a catch point. It's like a checkpoint for your rope. So that if you drop, you don't fall all the way to the bottom. You just fall back to wherever your last piton is. Um, and sometimes you have to use that, like, jabbing it in and then lowering yourself down so you can swing across the gap and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it's a clever, clever climbing system to it. It's really, really nicely well thought out. You have, like, a stamina meter, which goes down whenever you do a big jump. 
and it won't recover. So it won't recover from a jump, so that lowers your total stamina. But if you stop and rest, you recover your stamina up to whatever point is your total top stamina at that time. But jumping permanently reduces it. Okay. And then you have to get to flat. When you get to flat ground, it'll recover. Okay. So you've got to think about, you plan your things out. And you've got to be careful where you put a pit on in sometimes because if you put it in in one place to go around somewhere, you might not have long enough rope to catch you. In fact, I think the rope's something like 14 metres long, I think I saw somewhere. Um, but it's apparently like, if you're near the edge of where you're trying to climb up to, it'll just sort of magically give you a little extra to get you up there so you don't have any of those frustrating like bits where it runs out just before you get to the top. Um, and as you go along, you find diaries <gasps> to read. Yeah. People who have, there's the stories of people who have moved up the mountain because they were trying to go on this same pilgrimage you're going on. People who have moved down the mountain, read their stories, what's going on, messages they've passed between families from one side to the other. Mm. You see like all their homes and all the stuff they've built over the years and how it's all abandoned now because there's no one there. Yeah. It seems like I guess everyone just left. Um, cause there is supposed to be like a town way off somewhere that people couldn't go live in. So people just like left and, I guess, sail driven. I think they adapted boats to drive across the land. Cause it used to be a land that was full of ocean for miles. Um, but yeah, it's a good game. Good game. Yeah, I did make my Xbox control start squeaking by the time I got to the end of it. The, the right triggers developed a squeak. Oh no. Because obviously you press the right trigger like 300,000 times. And you press it down the other way, I'm assuming. No, you have to you press it down the other way. You have, to, you have to grip. you got to grip. You can use it wisely as well. Now you, now you grip. Because sometimes you're like, you might not be able to move your arm, so you have to change position. Move the other arm to oh, okay. grip. And, okay. well, this sounds like it might have been a really good VR game. No. Don't be stupid. VR. No, it's no such thing as a good VR game. <laughs> yes, there is. Half-Life Alex. No. It was great. It was great. No, still makes you look like a VR wanker. Yeah, but I mean, what doesn't nowadays? Not wearing VR, really. Um, that's one of the surefire ways. You're going to buy one of your Apple £3,000, definitely not VR, it's a headset. What is that for? For rich twats. Because it still needs a 4, For YouTubers 000... who are going to get sent one as a preview sample. Yeah, but like, it's... To review. Like, what is it for? Look at things. No, but... What is the practical implication of a three thousand five hundred? Well, what you could do is you could look at a laptop screen, and it will show you images as if they're on the screen. But that still requires a laptop. <laughs> so, what can it do without a PC? Uh, I mean, you could weigh down some paper with it. Does it require a PC to operate? I don't know, who cares? I don't shit, three thousand pounds. It should give you a freaking blowjob, eh? Yeah, all right, lads. Fucking anyway, just saw it's really good. Um, yeah. I really liked it. It's got nice vibes to it. There's little things as you're climbing up, like you have um this little water creature that lives with you. Yeah, he like climbs around and yeah lives in a backpack, and he can send out this little water pole, this pulse goes bing like that, and it lights up things, makes plants grow, stuff like that. But sometimes you use it to make like little creatures, little plants bloom that you can grab hold of, and then they'll like if they're in direct sunlight in one area, they fizzle away, and you have to forget to a safe spot before they fizzle away. Or maybe you get rock creatures. They're like little bugs made of rock that crawl up the walls and you can grab them and use them like a little elevator to carry you up. But they get tired, so you have to grab another one So before they you know, stop moving and stuff. Um, there's one section where the wind keeps changing direction and you can use that to your advantage. So when the wind starts blowing upwards, you can jump and launch yourself further in the air. 
So you've got to use that to cross big gaps and things like that. Um, really just inventive inventive game. Every section's got its own little gimmick to its climbing that you have to deal with. Um, and sometimes there's loads of bits where you can like put yourself in the right position and dangle yourself down to try and find a hidden area or the path split all over the place and lead you around in different routes. They all sort of end up going to the same spot, but you get little little vibey areas to run around where you can just like check out some houses and stuff like that. Or see some birds. Um, I did see one bird that just like T-posed its way off of a balcony at one point. Instead of flying away, it just went boop and just flew off into the distance in a T-pose. Um, good for him. Good for him. There's a certain dominance over me. Um, but it is good stuff. I would think there's little details that would have been nice, like being able to look down the mountain and see the places you've climbed before in the distance, but kind of masks that as you go up. Because I guess you're really high up and there's clouds and stuff, I guess. So it doesn't need a PC. What? It's got a... It's got a new R1 chip. It does if you want to play the game on PC. And the powerful M2 chip. So, oh no, sorry. The the Apple shot, the Apple headset what? has an M2 chip in it, which is their processor for their laptops. Yeah. And an R1. But it's still 3,000 quid. Yeah. So it, you're it, a wanker if you buy one. It's so weird. What what does what is what is it for though? Like, for looking at things. Looking like a prick. You should buy one. Go on, buy one. But this is... The problem I have with it... And then break it. The problem I have with it is that it it doesn't have a need. Like, every item... No VR thing does. They're all rubbish. Well, no, because some VR things are like, oh, this is a gaming thing, this is this thing, that's this thing. But that doesn't have a need. It doesn't have a purpose. That doesn't matter. They don't do games at um, Apple. You could could look at your spreadsheets with it. You could could, um, put it on... And ask it to play music on your iTunes. Imagine that, the connectivity to iTunes in a headset. I could put it on and I could I could make my room look like there's a hundred. I could be sat in my room screen, you know, with my TV in front of me. Put my headset on and watch a movie on my headset. You could you could have it on. And I come home one day and knock on the door and you don't answer the door, and you're just jacking it. But because you can see the person's eyes inside of the thing, it looks like you're looking at me, even though you're watching some incredibly immersive porn film. Would it be incredibly immersive? I don't know if it does that. Because you can does... see through it, can't you? Yeah, I think so, but it doesn't say. Like, this is what I don't understand. It doesn't have controllers. It's all just the headset. Yeah, it reads your mind or something, I don't know, maybe. But, like, I I get that there are people out there that are like... You can go in the metaverse. <laughs> you can, like... I can have legs! Take one thing that's terrible... Yeah. Combine it with something else that's terrible... And make an even more terrible thing. Yeah, it's like the peanut butter jelly of shit sandwiches. Do you remember when PlayStation 3 came out? Mm. And they had that, that world you could go to? PlayStation when... Home? Yeah! Yeah. And it was you like could buy oh, things. This is so crazy. You, you could go, go and watch cinema. a trailer for Zack Snyder's new <laughs> movie in there. <laughs> was it Sucker Punch at the time? I think it was Watchmen, wasn't it? Is it? I but I yeah, remember, 2009. I remember yeah. getting that, and there were so many people being like, "Oh, I wish I could spend more time doing stuff in here." It's like doing what? There's nothing, nothing to here. Do. It's rubbish. So it's, 
Capcom did have like a little game area where there was you play like arcade thing. machines. No, there was a thing where you went in and it was like a sort of wandering around experience thing. Oh, and it had actual gameplay to it. And there was like there was a Ubisoft one where you could race carts and stuff. Oh, cool! But like they only existed for a short amount of time and then disappeared. And the rest of the time, you just stood around dancing, chatting to perverts. <laughs> Maybe you buy yourself a digital PlayStation T-shirt or some shit. Like, oh yeah, I want a T-shirt with Triangle like, Circle X and Square. It's like on Second it. Life. Do you remember Second Life? They, like, released, still around. They released Second Life, and they were like, "Hey, you can live a virtual life and do all the stuff you do in the real world, but do it virtually." And then they were like, "Oh wait, we've got a pedophilia problem because people were using it to make these little separate areas that you could go to." What was the, the NFT one that um, Dan Olsen did? Was it just called Metaverse as well? I think it was just Metaverse as well. Yeah, because yeah. Dan Olsen did that whole thing yeah. about it, and it's he like hilarious, like. How bad it gets. Just when it's like one person outside of virtual KFC. <laughs> Fucking. It's vibing to the moon, man. There was, there was one, I think it was Dan Olsen as well, where he was talking about how he went to a cinema to go watch a thing. And he was like, although my experience may be different from other people's because I've seen quite a few comments that are like, why can't we watch more programs on the cinema? <laughs> it's just like, Fucking ridiculous. Um. But yeah, um, what is Apple VR? I don't know. I was, well, I don't know what you're going on about. I don't know. I'm so confused. What's the point of that? I don't know. It sounded like I was trying to review Jason, and then you were just like, "I'm going to force something about VR bullshit in here." Jason sounds good though, mate. It's a good game. Fucking. Did you complete it? Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah, get fucked. I completed it. Look at you, the completionist. When are you going to start evading tax and stealing money from a charity? As soon as I can. Get on that soon. Get on it soon. We need that charity money. I'm going to get other YouTubers involved. Yeah. Make them say that I've been donating to charity. Yeah. So then they feel complicit in it afterwards. It'd be great. How much money will your charity raise for charity stuff? Um, Hundreds of thousands of pounds. Hundreds of thousands of pounds. And what will you do with that money? I'll just... Tell people that I've donated it. But what were you actually To the charity doing? that's, you know, made in honour of my dead mother. Yeah. That's what we You'll should... You'll keep bringing that up when people accuse you yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, because it's important yeah. to... Make sure they understand why you started the charity. His brother and his dad are involved yeah. <laughs> as well. And, yeah, that's why you had to hold on to the money. There's, like, guilty in this turbo guilty. <laughs> like... <laughs> there's, there's guilty in a, oh, shit, they know I'm guilty. Yeah. Good on him, though. I mean, like, come on. Can't be, can't be easy when you're making as much money as he is to live. So much money, he's, he's, he's. He's got to have all those games behind him on his yeah. shelf. Yeah, and pop vinyls. Yeah, pop vinyls. Where's Where he going to get his pop vinyls from? He's going to get Slipknot pop vinyls. What? Slipknot Funko pops coming. The Slipknot Funko yeah, pops. Yeah. Do you remember how they used to be all anti-sellout stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now they got pop vinyls. Yeah, I had them pegged from the start, man. Fucking. You pegged Slipknot. Yeah. They, they liked it. <laughs> That's why you want gay. Are they it's so here? extreme. That's why you want gay. I remember searching my brother's name once, and he called Mister Gay UK. <laughs> and you were like, I, I can't like, have, I can't have him win that title. I think he was like Mister Gay UK '97 or something. Oh shit! Yeah, does he still got the medal? I don't, I don't know. Bring it up with him. Wear it to the podcast as a prop. Yeah. All right. Well, what was that game again? You saw. Him. You you sont you sont you sont bon nuit. All right, is it my review now? Maybe. All right, I'm going to review 
a video game. Oh, yeah. The only video game I've played the last two weeks. Bullshit. You. Uh, I've been playing Dragon. You reviewed it last time. What? You reviewed it last week. No. He did. It was your game of the year. And you spent freaking ages talking about it. I'm sorry, Anne. I'm sorry. One second. Last... It doesn't say on the thing because obviously it's. Um... Why are you picking up the freaking. Because uh, this is what I've been playing it on. No, you said Dragon Quest Monsters. No, I did not say that. You cut me off before I could say anything. I've been playing. Well, it's not the only game you've been playing the last two I've been playing Dragon Dragon Warrior 1. You're lying then, because you played a different game. Well, no, I said Dragon, and you said you... You said the only game I've been playing... These last two weeks. Last two weeks. It's not, though, is it? Well, it's mostly been this game. No, because you've been sitting downstairs playing friggin'... I don't know what you're talking about. That was the ferrets. The ferrets were playing Dragon Quest Monsters. Crunk. Anyway, I've been playing Dragon Warrior 1, and, <laughs> and I've played three versions of this game. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I like to be a completionist like my idol, and <laughs> so I had to try all the versions of this game. And, and there are some really bad ones. There are some really bad ones that are really easy to get on the Switch. So, I don't know if you've seen it, but they remade all these games in, like, mobile phone version. Have you seen them? They're all on the Switch. They've got the original yeah, artwork. And stuff. Uh, yeah, they're really dog shit remakes. They look awful and they play really bad. Didn't play any of them. Oh, okay, good. Don't. Um, but I bought the first one because I was curious about it and it just wasn't very fun. Couldn't get into it. Zero out of five stars. <laughs> Gets and Adams, aren't they? No, and then I was like, someone's, someone online was saying that Dragon Warrior was remade for the Game Boy Color. Uh-huh. And I fucking love Game Boy games, so I was like, oh, check that one out. Did you buy a copy? Do you know how much they cost? Suck it up, buck up. Fucking... One sec, Anne. Are you a completionist or not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm a completionist in training. I'm taking my... I'm taking got my only on the original hardware. I've got only the original hardware and the original game. Dragon Qu- Dragon Warrior, it's like 20 quid. It's not that expensive. Okay, right. So you're guessing 20 quid. Yeah. Oh, Dragon Warrior co- Collection on the GBA is quite cheap. Although I don't know if that's an official car. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's one through f- five? One, 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 no, one through four. No, so Dragon Dragon Dragon... Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 were released originally for the NES and they were remade for the Game Boy. Um, and they cost quite a bit, so I'm not going to spend that money. Instead, what I did was I downloaded a ROM. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. Akira Toriyama's going to come for you. He likes me, so he won't. He's, gonna... He's a big fan of the podcast. Is he? Yeah, he said. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so Dragon Warrior 1 and 2, for anyone who doesn't know, they're very old RPGs and they're essentially, you go... On a quest. The first game specifically, you've got to go and kill the Dragon Lord. And you do that by traversing the traversing the world, fighting little beasties, recruiting a party, and then fighting the Dragon Lord. Oh, wow. It's pretty Play fun. Fire it's Dragon. pretty fun. Um, it's a really simple idea. It's a really simple concept. And if you've played an RPG at any point in your life, you'll be very familiar with the design. And it's just a lot of fun. Here's where it gets interesting. Oh. The NES one doesn't look as good as the Game Boy one and isn't as fun to play. I went back and played the That's NES very one. very mean. Shut the fuck up. It's got up. more colours. Eh. It doesn't use them, though. <laughs> I did NES picks a lot of Dragon Quest. Did you? Yeah. But what? I based it on the to- the Japanese comedy show, um, the Hiro Yoshihiko, which is loosely based on Dragon Quest. Oh. 
Cool. Um, it's a fun comedy show. That's right, really it's a good cool. Show. It has Dragon Quest music, slimes, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit where they come across a bunch of pirates. Yeah. A straw hat group of pirates. Oh, cool. Who are just like, join our pirate crew. And they're like, no, fuck off. And they're like, okay. There's a bit where there's a guy with a poison knife. Oh, yeah. He licks it. Yeah, he, he dies. It, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, it's good. Here he oh. goes amazing. Cool. I'll have to check out the rest of it. I've actually seen that. I've seen that moment where he goes, this knife is coated with the deadliest poison known to man. Yeah. It can't wait to taste your blood. And then he licks it. And he goes, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing is he's just on the floor dead. Um, that guy's, uh, that's what's his name, isn't it, as well? Some guy. Oh, never mind. Um, There's anyway, a lot of people in there. So Dragon Warrior 1 on the Game Boy is phenomenal. It's really, really cool. It's really, it looks really nice. The game works beautifully. It runs really well. And I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to play two because Anne, wouldn't you bloody know it? On the Game Boy Color, when you get this this cartridge that costs a lot of money, um, that I spent a lot of money on because I'm following your tutelage and becoming the the, the completionist, the junior. complete it man, yeah, the complete it man, junior. professional Gerald, the complete it man. <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Gerard. Gerard, Gerard. yeah, the German Dutch. French word. Um, anyway, so so when you get, you get Dragon Quest 1 and 2, Dragon Warrior 1 and 2, so I'm looking forward to trying 2. It's Dragon Quest, though. Is it Dragon Quest? Yeah, they just, Dragon them, Warrior. they just call them Dragon Warrior in the West for the first few. Oh, okay. The first one released under Heroes Dragon Quest was um, Dragon Quest 8 on the PS2. Okay. Well, the reason I got the into these, one. the reason I got into these, Anne, mm-hmm. is because, obviously, the hero of Like a Dragon... What was the last part of that one? The... Well, no, the main character in, in the Dragon Quest game you've been playing on Switch is the bad guy. No, from... no, 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 no. But but what's the what's the Yakuza game where the guy's a good guy and he has the the crazy hair? That's um, Yakuza Seven, like a dragon. That's the one. So Ichiban Kasuga. Yeah, Ichiban is obsessed with the Dragon Quest games. Yeah, which is why he sees turn-based combat instead of real time. Yeah, and uh, and I was just like, I was like, I want to go back and try those games. So I went back and gave them a go. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Not on the Switch. Shit on the Switch. But if you have any way of playing a Game Boy game, if you have an analog pocket, for instance, you could play it. Or if you're like me and you've got the RGB30, the Pal Kitty device, you could play it. Yeah, your little piracy em- machine. Emulation box? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, because someone's going to get upset that you can't buy an out of print game. The only version you can get is dog shit. Anyway, I'm going to give it a Tom Atkins. I fucking love it. It's a great time. On Game Boy, everything else is... Uh, NES is okay. If you want to play it on the NES, that's okay. It's not too bad. But on Switch, it's a fucking Rob Schneider. It's dog shit. Your review, Anne? The Game Boy Color, Dragon Warrior 3, £5.49 or best offer. That's that's different. That's That's free. One and two. Yeah, Dragon Quest Warriors Monsters is the more expensive ones. No, one and two. I've yeah. got Monsters. One and two. Whereas now it's just given up and it's got to Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, because you can't even find it so oh, rare. Oh, Dragon Warrior, one, two, three, four. That's the GBA one. That's different. That's a repro. You reckon? Yeah, because I don't think they actually... One sec. Yeah, there, was a, Game Boy, there was a Game Boy Advance collection. Your review, Ant. Your review. Yeah, I think you should play uh, Dragon Warrior Monsters 2, Kobe something. I've got that. I've got that as well. I'm playing that. Oh, I remember that cover. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's that's stupid looking cover. So, so that game, mm. I got that for like, I got that from Tesco for fifteen quid because my parents were like, "Oh, you wanted a Pokemon game, 
And for Christmas, they got me that instead of Pokemon because they didn't have money for Pokemon. I had Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest Monsters. Oh. And it's a fucking great game. Shut up, Al. Dragon Warrior Monsters Two: Tara's Adventure. I didn't. I didn't have that one. That's because you know they had red and blue Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, two different, two different people in the um... Dragon Quest. Dragon your ass. Get your review done. Um, Invincible. I guess half. The season came out. Jeez. Season two. Jesus. Took them right. ten years to make. Fucking to wait forever for Dragon Invincible. Here he goes, Here he goes complaining. Um, it's all right. Four episodes, wasn't it? it was yeah, just you know they're, they're there. They existed. They four clearly, episodes. That's all they gave us. They clearly knew they were going to be taking uh, their time getting the whole series out. Do you know what they could have done to get like more episodes done? They actually done their jobs. Well, make them twenty-five minutes long each, and just like you know. Spread it out a bit. How do you feel? Um, do you feel like there's a slight... Then you can make out you made more episodes. Do you feel like there's a slight drop in quality between the episodes they released and that Adam, that Eve special they did? About the same. About I mean, same. I've never thought... The, I mean, everyone keeps going about the animation in Invincible. I always think it's it's passable. It's decent. Yeah, yeah. It's decent. Um, I just... I feel like... There's a lot of times when the motion looks weird in those... Uh, the animation on it, but... Yeah. But I think they're going for that snappy... Like YouTube style, like the animation you get on YouTube, they probably I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the animation artists on it are like people who grew up doing stuff on Newgrounds and yeah, YouTube animation and stuff like that, and they want that that snappy sort of style. But it's just definitely influenced by anime and all that. But um, yeah, it's been all right so far. It was, it was fun enough. You know, Mark's learning to be a superhero, but he's kind of not exactly happy about what happened at the end of the last series. So Tim and his mum are traumatized. His mum's joined a, a group in one episode where she's trying to, you know, be like an anonymous. I thought that was a bit weird. I feel I still feel like a group like that probably wouldn't allow some guy to be a complete asshole and blame her for everything. Yeah, that seemed weird, didn't it? But um, <coughs> yeah, but it's just one asshole. Maybe the rest of the group's fine. Maybe the rest yeah, of the group's fine. But you won't know because she's not going to go back, is she? Because friggin' that guy was a dick to her. He's such a dick. Yeah. Um, a lot's going on with those. Um, what's those? Those clone guys. Can't remember they. The Mauler twins. Yeah, a lot's going on with them. The friggin', the one of them. They got all scarred. He's like, ha! Ah, now I know. I'm definitely the the original one. And then the other one kills him. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Just stuff. got rid of him. But um, yeah, it's the thing. They're building up for obviously later season arc stuff with the multi. With the guy who can travel between dimensions, and he's probably gonna. I'm guessing the bad invincible from the other dimension is going to turn up and they're going to have a bit of a scrap. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's going to be loads like, of them. So, in the comics... I think it's probably going to turn out that practically every other dimension invincible. That's basically what happens. Yeah. yeah, in the comics, every other Mark just went with his dad. What a dick. I know. Oh, he's so a special little boy. This, this one. one's different. I, I can't remember what they said about how he's different, but... So, there is... It's because he's a little wussy pansy boy. Yeah. Should have sucked it up and dominated the world with his dad. I think we saw part of this... And then his dad went to space and fucked an insect. Yeah. <laughs> I think we saw part of this in the new episodes, but... Moved on quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have a short lifespan, those insect people. Yeah, but, like... I don't. That's the thing. His dad's like, I'm going to redeem myself and stuff. I'm going to prove that I'm a good person. By the way, I moved on for your mum, like, two minutes later. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Good work. He's got needs. Yeah. He's got needs. Also, uh, I do like the fact that... Insect needs. We haven't we haven't seen it just yet, but I like the fact that what's coming next is him going, Hey, ex-wife, I had a bang letter with this other woman. Can you take the bang letter and look after it for us? 
Yeah, well, you know, that's how it's happened. But it's just, it's just normal stuff. It's just weird. This whole splitting a season in two thing, they do it on Netflix quite often. Mm. And it always ends up feeling like there's been no point for the first half because you're just left with not really a major cliffhanger or anything. The, I guess the cliffhanger was Mark's on the stuck behind on the planet. His dad's been taken by the Vil- yeah. Vitruvians. And that's He's left behind there. I mean, he'll get home. He can fly home or some shit. Didn't take his dad long to get there, I guess. He just said he drifted through space, but he still managed to get there. Do you understand how big space is? Yeah. Like, you couldn't just float through space. He'd have to be floating at, like, light, like multiple times the speed of light. And I'm talking multiple, multiple times the speed, like thousands of times the speed of light. Imagine drifting, just like, and still getting there. I don't know. He tried to fly into a sun, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. Should have. Yeah, should have just done it. <laughs> should have just done it, fucking coward. So, um, um, you don't know much about what happens next, though, do you? No, because I'm not oh, spoiling okay. stuff for myself, like a little baby boy who spoils his dinner. How's that going? Mm. Well, um, it's, it's, it's been fine. I can't, there's not nothing much that stood out on it on this one. You know, it's got the violence and stuff. Everyone loves the big bloody violence in it. Um, quite like Adam Eve's sort of like just chilling out. And I liked her. She did the whole thing where she tries to, Sort of. Oh, I'm just going to fix this whole area for these people because I'm a good person. I've got the power to do it. it didn't, yeah, just messed it up. There's a reason it wasn't like that. It's got to be more responsible because you know, with great power comes you know something, fame, probably. Yeah. Um, do you think they're going to do the thing where she gets fat? Well, I don't know <laughs> for because, no reason. Well, yeah, she doesn't need to be. Because yeah, in the comics, she's like, she's like, well, this is so. Mark's disappeared. So I don't know if this is if this is lining up because I think at this point in the comics they're together mm. and he's still with his girlfriend. Yeah. Zazie Beats. Because I mean, I would rather than I think what they're gonna do is um he's gonna be stranded in space and the She's gonna other evil one of the evil invincibles is gonna turn up and kill her. Start being all like it'd be pretty hard to kill her. She's not out of me. No, I think Mark's girlfriend. Oh. Because she'll have superpowers. She can <laughs> Fart. So one of the more interesting <laughs> things is that um, Angstrom Levy, sort of the guy with the teleportation stuff in the comics, creates like an invincible battle world. Just yeah. like basically dumps them on a planet altogether and like gives them no food. And eventually they start killing and eating each other. It's like the origin for Kang. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Vitruvians were all doing yeah. all that oh, stuff. Vultramites. Vultramites. Yeah, whatever. Vultramites. Yeah. Those um, cunts. Yeah, fuck, fuck what a it. bunch of dicks. The old bunch, lady, she got beaten bunch up of a bit. horrible eugenics people. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do the gross thing from the comics. Do you know about the gross thing from the comics? I uh, probably. Fucking, you're just spoiling everything. I'm not going to spoil it. Not gonna spo- I don't think they're going to do it, though. The woman rakes them up. Woman Voltramite. Nice. <laughs> nice. No, no, no. Nice. Shut it down, man. Shut it down. Nice. With a strap on. Oh, it's just magnets to the PC. Fist. The end of the podcast. Big fist. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, but we'll see. I think um, Seth Rogen produces this and the boys, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got his fingers in lots of pies. Mm. <laughs> and he um, did Gen V and dis- uh, um, the boys. The Preacher? He did Preach. Preacher was actually quite good. Yeah, did yeah. Teenage Mutant Turtles Mutant Mayhem? Oh, that was so good. He just produces all sorts now. Yeah. Because he said he can't be asked to do acting anymore. Yeah. And also, 
Did you see someone was like, how do you manage to do all this? And he goes, oh, I just don't have kids. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he's just exposing that producing probably involves very little work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just got to say, yeah, sure. Do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Someone else organises all the things. It's insane how much Paul Rudd is in. What? Paul Rudd is in, like, so much stuff. What? Paul Rudd. Why are you on about Paul Rudd? He's in Mute Mayhem. You know, you got problems with your brain... Freaking just losing track of what you're... Why? Why are you going about Paul Rudd? Because he's a mutant mayhem. So a lot of people. Name one. Fucking Jackie Chan. Oh, I knew you were going to say Jackie Chan because you're trying yeah. not to be a racist. Yeah. 2024. It's the time for your people to rise up and be openly racist again. Be brave, Anne. You can do it. Say the word you really want to say. We're going to take Cracker back. Yeah, I knew you were going to say yeah. Cracker. We're going to take yeah. Cracker back. Well, Jacob's sponsorship. <laughs> My Vita. You know I thought mean? you were gonna. I thought you were gonna start managing Uncle Cracker's career. They still around. <laughs> that they? one song. They. It was a band. It was like, no, it's one guy. Nah. It's Uncle Cracker. No, one person. Could Follow not, me. Everything is. One person right. could not come up with. I'll be the that one song. to tuck you in. And now. also do an alternate version for the WWE tag team. Follow me. X Factor. Do you remember he did the X Factor version of that song? Not that song. Else but me. He's only got one song. I don't know how I met Not that you. One. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the song you go to. What's his other song? <laughs> that one. That's not an Uncle Cracker song. I only know the friggin' X Factor version. That's not an Uncle Cracker song. It is X Factor. The tag team X Factor had it, and it was like an alternate cover of his fucking terrible ass friggin' song. No, Google, I don't want to talk about that. X Factor had their own song. What? Yeah, but Uncle Cracker. Covered it. Uncle Cracker is, yeah, and it was a real, it was a song of his that he did a version for them. With alternate lyrics. Do you know he did he did do another song, but it was a it was a duet. He did a duet with what was it? What was the Which country singer? Miley no, it Cyrus. wasn't it was a rapper. With a rapper. It was a rapist. Oh, a rapist. <laughs> was it Who's that really big fat one that was popular for Bubba Sparks? It wasn't Bubba Sparks. <laughs> was it Bubba Sparks? Say, I'm gonna find I'm finding it now. I saw a picture of Chance the Rapper yesterday dressed as Luigi and I don't know why. <laughs> It was just I, in an, it was, it was on love, an episode of Between the Thirds. Yeah, I do kind of love Chance the Rapper just appearing. Um, oh my god, Uncle Cracker's got a fourth album. What, in 20 odd years? It's been 20 years since. 2012, he did another one. Oh. Yeah. My god, he's releasing albums all the time. Oh god, someone should stop him. Yeah. Uncle Cracker toured with Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Of course he did. Who else are they going to tour with? Kid Rock? I don't fucking like um, Kid Rock. No one, no one fucking likes Kid Rock. Fucking. <laughs> Country music tourist, redneck tourist that he is. That guy's a fucking from millionaire family blood. He's mm, like fucking. I know. I know he's not. He's not really anything, is he? Anyway, I was talking about invincible. Anyway, why can't you just stay no, on no, subject for two seconds? No, keep going with invincible. It's good stuff. Oh, um, they've the Omni Man's becoming a bit like Homelander, anyway. Where all the weirdos think he's amazing. Yeah, aren't they? Um, they really they understand... put him in Mortal Kombat, didn't they? And then. They, they made him funny. He says funny things in it. 
Does he? They got J.K. Simmons as a voice, though, didn't they? Yeah. They haven't got Anthony Starr for the Homelander. Did they not? No. Someone else doing the voice. So they've got they got J.K. Simmons money, but not Anthony Starr money, apparently. Do you think it would be the other way around? Yeah, you would. Because I don't think... Because they're doing that Call of Duty DLC for the boys as well, aren't they? And there's some yes. Godzilla one as well, where you Is see it? Godzilla fighting King Kong during the Warzone map or something. Oh, I know. Uh, Cross-promotional is... bullshit. There's an Invincible game, isn't there, on mobile phones? Is it terrible? It's really bad. Is it one of those do five things and wait three hours for it to... Yep, yep, you know? yep. It's super... Like, it's just grindy, and it asks for Not so much money. Not enough characters to do those sort of games. No. Well, they're really struggling, because it started out with the, the Core 6 or 7. Yeah, but like, most of the superheroes that turn up Invincible, their job is to get murdered by Omni-Man yeah. or some shit. Yeah. They die a horrible death. Like, it would actually, it would be fine as one of those, like, free-to-play mobile games, but it does just stall you, like, so quickly, because it is genuinely just like, money, money, money. Yeah, I love money. I should make it, a it victorious out, started game. Out, interestingly enough, you could do, like, ops, which were, like, mm. the little, like, leave it an hour, and it'll do mm. a little mission, and you get you get a reward. Oh. And you could basically... A pittance. Yeah. You could do, like, ten of those. Mm. You could just have those all going at once if you had enough characters, but they've now done it so you can only do five ops at a time. Oh. And some of them take, like, eight hours. And what you got to understand is that if you get five slurp juices, you can mint one eight. <laughs> I genuinely, I try and play these stupid games because I like, I, I, I want to know. Like, because if one of them's good, it's good. Well, they shut down DC Legends. What am I meant to play anymore? What was DC Legends? Well, DC Legends was the one where you fight the things and I couldn't finish the story mode because it was incompatible with 21.9 ratio <laughs> phones. So I just had to play all the other ones for years. All the other modes. So one of the one of the things that I recently discovered is that, do you remember there was a Dead Space mobile game? No, no one remembers that. It was really good, and I never got to finish it. I still don't get it! Ape holders can use multiple slurp juices on a single ape! So, if you have one astro ape and three slurp juices, you can create three new apes! Yeah, did you not know that? Perfect. Tonight's slurp juice mint event is essentially a minting event for both lab monks and special forces. And special forces. So put that in your Perfect. crazy helmet and smoke it. <laughs> oh my god. I love the episode with the fruit witch. Because, <laughs> yeah, so she was saying to me that she wants me to put the brains in the basement. It's like, why do you want to put the brains in the basement? What? You've got that whole shelf with the lighting. goes, I know, it's meant to look scary. And he's like, yeah, so what did you do? Well, I put them in the basement. It's like, oh, that's always the way, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, I want the relationship to work. And it's like, <laughs> Shake comes up behind and goes, Women are bitches, right? <laughs> that was like the um, one with hand banana. Oh, yeah, yeah. He takes John no, Benjamin Horson, yeah. doesn't he? I ain't no free words. Bah, good, and rape. <laughs> Tonight, you. <laughs> I made my own killing machine. Me. What do I call you? I want to be named Bananas. No, no. I want to be named Mittens. Okay, kill him, Mittens. Hey, no, I'm not really interested in him, but but you, though. It's like... it's like the, there's one bit in the film, dumbest thing always makes me laugh, is when someone's getting stabbed in an alley, and they walk past, and Master Shea goes, Get a room! <laughs> 
Did he hear me? I told him to get out of the room. I've <laughs> 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 not seen that Aquatine Hunger Force movie for a while. Uh, I've not seen the new one. Should watch it or something. The new one's alright. Yeah. I thought the new one was quite good. The new series is out soon. Oh, shit. I haven't watched any of it yet. <laughs> yeah, you you might be a bit off. I, I made you out of... I cloned you from some of those hairs on my toes. Oh, you got those too? <laughs> anyway, um, you should review something. The body's rejecting his head. Oh, oh my God, what am I doing? You should review something if you try to focus. Yeah, sorry, focus for five one. minutes. I saw, I saw Night Swimman. I saw a film called Night Swimman. Did you? It's about haunted swimming pool. I just want to go in the swimming pool. Just Sorry. don't go in the pool. Yeah, did you watch Bad CGI Gator? I didn't, not yet. Is it good? Uh, no. I'm going to watch it. No. Um, uh, who's it made by? Who gives a fuck? Some, <laughs> some fucking hack fraud. <laughs> so, um, I saw Night Swim starring Russell Wyatt. Wyatt starring. Russell. Oh, the um, fucking... Kurt Russell. Uh, the, 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 um... Star of Monarch. No, wasn't he... In Overlord. No, 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 no. He was... Um, Everybody wants some. He played a first... US agent. He was US agent! Yeah. Do you remember him? He's bound to come back in the Marvel well, He's Cinematic. back in Thunderbolts. Is he? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Do you know who's not coming, going to be in... Stephen Yeun. Yes. <laughs> Do you know who Stephen Yeun plays? Your mum. Gre- no, Glenn from Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, no, he's Invincible. What? He's the voice of Invincible. No! Stephen Yeun is Mark. That's a bit Mark. racist. Why have they cast a white guy to play, a, play an Asian-American in Invincible? What? Why have they cast a white guy to play an Asian-American in Invincible? He's not. Stephen Yeun's not. Since when, Anne? Since when? He's not. He's Since when, Anne? All your posters say that he's biologically deemed superior because of the bell curve that you love so much. Anyway, I watched Night Swim, Anne. Yeah, right. People aren't going to get that deep dive no, into stupid incel rhetoric. That's that's really disappointing. People aren't going to get my joke, Anne. It was a good yeah. joke about incels and weird racists on the oh, internet. Good. Did you get it? That's... You got surface level joke? No. That I didn't know Stephen Yun was, uh, wasn't a white guy? Got that part, right? He's not white. What? I'm not going to do it again. Um, anyway, Night Swim. It's about family. Um, the bringing the racism back. Yeah. This is about <laughs> bringing the racism back like it's 2024, baby. <laughs> you know what 2024 has in it, Anne? When you add the numbers together, 44. And you remember 1944? Because racists do. No, oh, Joe, you know I remember. What? The Alamo. You remember the Alamo? Yeah. David Bowie. <laughs> That's where he wrote Let's Dance. No, R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Oh, that's news. Paul Rubens died. Was like four months ago. <laughs> Sitting, probably more. We spoke about it on the podcast as well. He's a rock car now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, night so, swim. Night Swim. Uh, stay focused for one second. I'm like a laser beam, man. I'm like a laser beam. White Russell um, is, a, is a professional baseball player who... It's all on the faces. He's diagnosed with MS. So he can no longer play basketball. Yeah, Windows XP. (laughs) Can't get upgraded. So they've got to get a new husband. Oh, shit. He's not compatible with their their current operating system. She's been sleeping with Linux instead. No, she's actually on Mac OS. Oh. 
She's just been fucking an iPhone. <laughs> Where are your Apple Vision goggles? What do they do? No, sorry, I'm going to get focused. So, White Russell, um, he has MS. He's been diagnosed with MS, and he's been told, like, you need to do small, easy exercises just as part of your rehabilitation, and then hopefully if it goes into remission, then you can just resume, you know, you know, doing your normal stuff. Uh, but you probably can't play sports anymore because they're quite intensive. Yeah. And so he's very disappointed, but she says that swimming is one of the things that he can do. And so he... Swimming's not intensive if you're good at it. No, it's like a small pool, so you're just meant to do, like, flexing and stuff. A paddling pool. No, not like a paddling pool. It's got, like, a little inflatable pool. It's a haunted inflatable pool. With, like, Dora the Explorer people. on it. No, it just eats people <laughs> yeah. and drags... Oh, It'd be like deathbed. Yes, Have the bed that eats. It's so crap. I've got it. Have you? Yeah, I've got a DVD of it. I've oh got, my yeah, I imported that. That you know what's really funny about Deathbed is you can fast forward it or have it on. Deathbed you can have it. You can have it on like one one and a half speed. Same movie. It's still it's the still boring. Fucking film. Anyway, anymore. so White Russell gets this pool. Turns out the pool's evil, man. Oh shit! And not only is it evil, but in the intro we see it kill a kill a young girl oh. who's trying to retrieve a boat for her ailing brother. Right, so White Russell's like, we're going to move into this house. And the lady's like, it's cheap because some kids went missing. And they're like, oh no, spookily dookily, we're going to move in. So he starts doing his exercises. And Ad, wouldn't you bloody believe it, hmm. their cat goes missing. <gasps> the spookily dookily's in the pool, got the cat? cat, they killed it. It's like a, it's like a jellico cat. Oh. And it keeps singing about... Or calico. Jellico. Jellico, what the guy who took over the Enterprise when Picard was um, no, no, turned into a no, Borg? No, it's played by Idris Elba. He's <laughs> doing the, the sexy catwalk. Ah. <laughs> it's got a CGI bottle. <laughs> and the Borg kills the cat. And he gets superpowers briefly. Hmm. And they're like, your MS is actually going backwards. Oh. And they're like, that never happens because it doesn't. But your magic pool has obviously him. made him feel better. Mm. And instead of just lobbing a bunch of cats in there like pets at home in the UK. Oh, it's a um, Little Shop of Horrors type thing no, where no. feeding the pool I makes him I thought that. I thought that, but no one. Yeah. So I'm going to spoil this whole movie because it's dog shit and no one should see it. But spoilers, it's it's, it's not a Rob Schneider because I laughed at one scene, which I'm going to spoil in a second. But basically... Um, it turns out that the pool will grant someone a wish, but they have to sacrifice someone that they love. Yes, and I thought that cat would be enough, because people love their animals. And I thought that would make him better. But no, the cat's not enough. He has to sacrifice a person because of arbitrary rules. Who fucking... Like Pet Cemetery. Like Pet Cemetery, a bit, kind of. Anyway, so what happens is that the woman goes, you're getting better, but you're also, when I try to drive you away from the house, you're acting like you're drowning. We've got to get to the bottom of this crazy haunted pool. Meanwhile, no one else go in the pool. And they're like, we're going to have a pool party. And oh, White Russell gets all the goo in him. He gets all the goo in him and he gets possessed. Okay. Anyway, so she finds the lady who owned the house with the ailing son and the little girl who went, got killed in the pool, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, the pool is an ancient wishing pool. Is it tiled? And, 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 and. You say it's ancient. And, and, and. When I, I'm trying to explain, shut up. Is it the water itself or the pool? It's the body of water that exists there. Okay, the body of water, okay. Because like. I made the joke. I'm assuming at this the point, pool's tiled. At one point, I said I made the joke. I was like, "We're going to see it back in time. It'll be made out of wood, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a bit of rock." They do that. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it goes back, and there's just like a bubbling brook. 
How did they tile it without so, getting dissolved? Here's the crazy thing. They get pool technicians to come in yeah. and they go, this is crazy, guys. This pool is feeding off of a natural spring. Huh. None of the other pools in this area do that. Yeah. This one does. Yeah. So like, oh, that's lucky. That's lucky. But it's not lucky, and It's a possessed wishing pool. And you know at the beginning where the little girl fell in mm. and her ailing brother was like on a machine he was like kish, kish. the little girl dies mm. little brother's a senator oh shit because mm. of the pool yeah that's good we got him to wish so anyway at the end um, White Russell was like I won't sacrifice my son and he beats the possession mm. and leaves his body um, but then his kid looks like he's possessed and instead of them taking the time to do the same thing they did before with him, by having him just be like, I don't want to wish, and like fighting the possession that way, Mark Russell just jumps in and goes, I'll drown myself, I guess. Oh. He doesn't even say bye to his family or like, I love you or anything, just jumps in and dies. Oh. And he's dead. They so, I was watching this and I kept saying, Yeah, why? Why don't we get like something interesting? Like, even it's called if you, the Deadpool. Because that's a Clint Eastwood film with Jim Carrey. Why didn't we get There's a priest? A lot of people in that film. Why right? didn't we get a priest in floaties? What? Why don't we get a priest in floaties trying to exercise the pool? You know, like he can't go in the pool. It dissolves people. No, it doesn't. Know. If people were there, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah. It only ever gets people when they're on their own. It doesn't want anyone to know. It doesn't want anyone to know. So why don't we get a scene where he's in there going, the power of Christ compels you. Why didn't he, like, bless all the water? How maybe long can that take? That must be five minutes. Maybe job. it was holy water. <gasps> maybe the friends we made along the way are the demons in the pool. <laughs> so what Native American tribes is the pool? They don't have any. No, they don't have any Native American tribes or anything. There's a bunch of nuns dead in there. Though. Oh, I remembered other stuff. I was going to none make. of your business. That was the joke I was going to make. None of you. Ruined none it. you. <laughs> yeah, none of your business. You ruined it because you started talking about nonsense. Yeah, so this film's bad, man. Like, it's real bad. It's not even fun, bad. You know, because like. But the MS stuff's treated quite seriously. It's a very serious subject. Yeah, it is. I had a girlfriend that had MS. It was very Microsoft sad. is a like, terrible thing. It's actually multiple sclerosis. It's uh, very horrible. Is it? Yeah, very what about, can you get one sclerosis? <laughs> I always turn back to the famous show by Richard Pryor where he goes, it turns out I've got, I've got MS. And uh, Doctor told me what it stands for, but I think it just stands for more shit. It's just more shit to deal with. Um, but yeah, Nights for a Bad Movie, man. It's not like... It's funny if you're watching it with like people that you can laugh with, because there are lots of bits you can take the piss out of, but like for the most part, it's just like it's quite boring. Um, it's a shame, really, because it could have been well, fun. Maybe one day White Russell will have that hit film. Overlord was fucking incredible! Uh, Overlord? Yeah. No, the one with the zombies. Oh, God, I didn't watch that. It's really good. You really haven't watched that? Nah. It's really good. You should check it out. You'd like it. Because I see Nazi zombies and I'm just instantly like, oh, God. It's never going to be as good as COD, your favourite game of all time that you play every week. Name another Nazi zombie movie. Dead Snow. Name the sequel to Dead Snow. Dead Snow 2. There's a a subtitle. I don't care about subtitle. Oh, my. That's the Smokey is the band. No, it's Red is Dead. Oh, Red is Dead. You sure it's not a um, tagline? No, that's the it's, two. it's Dead Snow Two. The little dots. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name. Red is dead. 
Is there a Dead Snow 3? No, I wish there was. Dead Snow 2 is actually really solid. Dead Snow 1's really good, to be fair. Like, this film's great. Name another Nazi zombie movie. Dead Snow. No, no, no. Another one. It's probably more... Yeah, but name one. It's just contrived, isn't it? No, come on, just name one, though. Well, I I don't know. Because there's so many, Ant. There is. Name one. More, one's more than enough. No, that's not true. You, there's there's a World War One and a World War Two. But Nazis in World War One though. There was um the fucking Franz Ferdinand and all that. Yeah. It's you true. know the band. Fucking <laughs> Take me out. It's like we're trying. <laughs> we're really giving it a go. Alright, Ant, your review. What happened to them? What, Franz Ferdinand? Yeah. They did a Christmas song this year. Did they fucking with Lad Baby? No, no, Lad Baby didn't do one. This year. <laughs> I know, I know. Last Franz, year. And, Franz Ferdinand did do one though. It was about food. I can't remember what it was. Franz sausage rolls. Ferdinand. No one said. Take me out to Greg's Christmas song. It was "Glimpse of Love." What was that twat's name? Here's the year. No. What? Which one? The lead singer Franz Ferdinand. I can't remember. What was Christmas number one? Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah, I think probably. Yeah, it probably was. Xmas number one, UK. 2023. 2023. It's going to be... I didn't even look. I'm assuming... Wham! What? What, when Shane McGowan died and we don't get friggin'... Wham! Make history as last Christmas finally secures festive top spot for I had last Christmas on single when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, if you opened it up, there was like a picture of... um, Of George Michael holding Andrew Ridgely dressed as as a dead... Reindeer. Oh, George Michael actually wrote and produced that song. Yeah, George Michael's a musical powerhouse. Freaking in America, loads of Wham songs just get called George Michael songs. Really? They don't even acknowledge Andrew Ridgely, mm. which is a bit rude. Really, uh, Andrew Ridgely says Last Christmas finally ascended to the much cherished and sought after official number one, which was always the main goal. George would be beside himself after all of these years. Yeah. Yeah. Very sweet. Your review, Ant. I mean, he can't be beside himself. That's physically impossible. Can be if you cut him in half. Mm. Like a... Um... Twix. Now, who's that guy who made those... Cut the cow in half and put it in the gallery? I don't know. Damien Hurst. Yeah, that twat. Bet that stank. <sighs> Bet he stinks. Well, it was in the US, so probably. Your review, he, Ant. He's British. No, he's German. Is he? Hurst. Yeah, H-U-R-S-T or H-I-R-S-T. Oh, yeah, famous... Hurst. <laughs> famous English name. Hurst. Right. Um, Echo. Oh, you watched it, did you? Yeah, I watched Echo. Yeah, how was that? It was all right. It was... Um, did you watch it with subtitles? Yeah, it has subtitles, because... So characters... you didn't watch it with subtitles? But you didn't learn... You didn't learn... You didn't learn I know American, sign language. I know some did, sign language. You didn't learn American ASL. I know some sign language. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Fucking. That's not even right. They understand that. Yeah, what's this? Why what are you doing a white power symbol? No, it's not white power, actually. It's arsehole. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Echo. It's Disney doing um, a Netflix show. Yeah. It very much feels like the Netflix shows. It's got that same sort of pacing. You know where the episode's like. There's a vague goal for the episode, and then the episode ends, and the next one starts. Um, there's only five episodes. It's quite, I was quite surprised there's only five there episodes. Ten for some reason. Yeah, it would be a bit longer, but it's mm. fine. Five episodes is fine. It's nice to have. Uh, yeah, Americans are being forced to accept that not every show needs to be 26 episodes long. Yeah. A year. Um, I say as I watch Super Sentai all the time with its 50 somewhat episodes per season. And 700 series. Um, but Echo's about a young lady called Maya 
who was in Hawkeye. Do you remember? Remember her? Remember Hawkeye? Yeah, was, I liked uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. But um, she's a deaf lass with a fake leg, prosthetic leg. She didn't have that in the comic. That was added because the actress has got a prosthetic leg. Yeah. And they were like, it'd be pretty funny if she kicked someone in the face with a big metal leg. Um, That would be great. Yeah, she does that quite a few times. Mm. Um, But um, anyway, they they didn't give her the powers from the comic. um, Because she's got Taskmaster powers in the comic. um, Which apparently the producer of the show thought was lame. And I'm like, she's called Echo. Because Echo repeats. That's why she's got the power to copy other people's moves, which makes more sense as a name for someone than Taskmaster, who has that power. Um, do you remember when Taskmaster was in a Marvel film? Yeah. Yeah. Played by Olga Kurienko. Was she? Hmm. Yeah. But um, anyway, so in this, she goes back to her town. She's got business to deal with. It's after business. She killed, it's she thinks she killed Kingpin. She shot him in the face. Yeah. Um, but he's the got, first he's episode feels like for not for like sixty percent of the first episode it feels like one of those um, previously on Echo things for a series you didn't see. Lucky, like, like you feel like you're seeing the recap episode from the from a previous series that hasn't happened. It's all like flashback, and then it shows clips from Hawkeye, and then like there's things that happened in her past before she gets to the point where she shoots Kingpin in the head, and then the show kicks off. So you get 20 minutes of what feels like a new episode at the end of episode one. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the whole show, she's got trouble with her family. There's, you know, she's bringing trouble crime and danger back to town. She wants to be the new kingpin, the queenpin. Um, but there's a wrinkle in the works. Kingpin's still alive. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes more than a bullet to the face to stop kingpin. What? I saw people saying he's been nerfed. And I'm like, did you not see when he was just tossing people casually around a room? Yeah. Like it was nothing. And then he got shot in the face and lived. Like Netflix Kingpin wouldn't survive getting shot in the face like that. Doesn't he have like, there's something, is he magical powers? Kingpin's like meant to be just basically almost. Yeah, like his whole body's meant to be muscle. That's kind of the point of Kingpin. It's like the size of him. He's, (coughs) he pretends he's fat. But really, like, the majority of his body is muscle. Well, they just say that. He's, he's fat, really, isn't he? I mean, this is like... No, in the comics, he's, like, mostly muscle. He's they like, say that. I mean, he's just a fat kid. Yeah. I'm going to bully him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, um, in this, is there, like, a little bit of, like, magic? Yeah, because basically the echo in this is um, her Native American heritage thing. There's, like, this Choctaw... Choctaw? I can't... I don't know how to pronounce it. They, they say these words better than I do. But um, there's like this old history of like the first ones of their people coming out from out of a cave, turn becoming human. Mm-hmm. They were like some other species, and through the generations of their lineage, they have the skills inherited from their lineage. Yeah. So like you know, a master tactician, a great athlete, and all this sort of stuff. Someone who's incredibly smart and all this sort of thing, like being cunning at shooting people, I guess. And the idea is that eventually she accesses that power. Every now and again, she has like a weird flashback thing that her grandma also had and her mum had. It's revealed like four episodes in that her mum could heal people. They sort of keep that quiet for the show. So not lead in with the superpower stuff. Because mm. um, it's kind of, you know like how the Netflix shows kind of avoided doing too much of the superpowered stuff? Like um, like in Iron Fist he has the Iron Fist powers. He rarely uses it. And stuff. It. But it's like they don't make it a big thing where he's during the fights just punching people through walls all the time. Um, she does the she does the TN yeah the TN thing no TN's thing is more like that 
Is that like a diamond? Yeah. And she does like a triangle. She crosses her fingers. Oh, she crosses her fingers. Yeah. But, um... What does that do? Well, it's just channeling her powers. It just makes him think about being a kid. Oh, Tien. No. And Tien makes him blast cell into the ground. Key energy. Chi. Chai. Chi. Key. He's key in Dragon Ball. Yeah! Yeah! Does it to cell. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I don't need to kill you. I just need to keep you busy. And he's like, well, you're fangling. <laughs> she, no, she doesn't really access powers to right at the end of the last no, episode. Yeah. But it also spreads to her blood, her family. Yeah. So, like, her grandma can kick loads of ass, which is a bit fun. Um, I liked, I like the fact that um, Kingpin, because he's all fucked up from being shot in the eye... I got the idea in the last episode that he could kind of see her ancestors. You didn't watch it. Yeah, I did. When you'd know how she got her powers then. I'm asking husband. you questions because you're reviewing it. I'm, I'm trying, trying to be interested. I'm fucking sorry that I'm trying to be part of this conversation. Yeah, right, oh, yeah. shut up. Oh, my God. Don't close down the I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Do we, are we still recording? Yeah. We're back to it. Sorry. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's a perfectly solid show. It didn't say it's welcome. Five episodes, nice and quick. Um, they I grabbed every cousin. Native American actor they could. Graham Greene was in it. Yeah, briefly. and um, isn't it a bunch? Oh no, yeah, Graham Greene. Sorry, you're talking about the old dude who makes her leg. Yeah, he was in Dances with Wolves. He was, and his wife was the one who plays the grandma. I can't remember her name. Everyone knows Graham Greene though, because he's in tons of stuff. He is. He's in everything. He's in. He was in Ritual. No, he was in Antlers. What was the um? That's good. What was the show with the Native American and the Renegade? Fucking yes. Do you remember Renegade? No. Lorenzo Lamas. Who? He just like drives around the country on his motorbike and his best mate's like a fucking Native American detective. Oh, cool. Sheriff guy. They just hang out and they they just Jack Reacher their way through all sorts of problems. You've been watching so much Jack Reacher. I've only watched watched the first five episodes so far. I watched watched all of season one. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Jack Reacher's great. It's like Walker, Texas Ranger if it was good. And stupid. It's so stupid. But it's so fun stupid. It's like how um, he walks into a room and just like assholes are magnetically attracted to him. (laughs) (laughs) And the amount of times I just fucking crack up when stuff happens. And they're just like, yeah, reach it. You're going to do this. He's like, no. (laughs) Has he been beaten up yet in the one you're watching? He doesn't get beaten up. He He gets beaten up. He can't get beaten up. He He gets really badly beaten up. He's too tough for that. By a guy with a crowbar, who is the last person you'd expect to be able to fight Jack Reacher. Fucking. Did you get to that episode? Just shrug it off. He doesn't. (laughs) He's fucking Reacher, man. He's like massive. And like some guys like treating a dog wrong. They give a a dog (laughs) mistreating a free episode arc. (laughs) And just go just punch yeah, actually, the, the dog's in it a lot more than you think. There's a few more episodes with the dog. Yeah, but um, good old Reacher. Anyway, my um, Echo is was, was decent. I liked um, Biscuits. I was going to say Biscuits, biscuits was, was fun. Biscuits was fun. He's got I, Jason Manzuka's energy. He's a fucking. I really. He's got that wacky sidekick that turns up in an episode of Parks and Recreations yeah, energy. It's when he's. It's when the car gets Zach Galifianakis character energy. <laughs> It's when the car gets wrecked and he's on the phone and he's like, put an APB, I'm selling a PlayStation. It's in really <laughs> good condition. Yeah. $250. Is it like when he has to deal with the hitmen and he just like, I've got a way of solving this and just drives around the corner in a monster truck and runs over them. I'm like, yes, they are dead. <laughs> More monster trucks in TV shows. When I was a kid, I, was saying, I didn't know why we didn't have monster trucks because I was like, 
If you're stuck in traffic, you could just drive over all the cars in your monster truck. I really like the guy who runs the skate rink that like knows about like the crime and shit that's going on yeah, below the a, surface. Like cousin or some wasn't shit, cousin, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's um, really cool. But yeah, he was like um, He had like serious her like, dad's brother. No, his yeah, uncle. Dad's he brother. He had like serious presence in it. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like as an actor, I was just like, I haven't seen him in anything. I like that whole skate rink episode because the whole the way it's like it's all building up to is everything's really shitty and everything, <laughs> you know, it's going bad, and then it just ends. It's like there's no there's no like friggin' big fight that makes them run off. No, it's, it's just, just they get a call and they just fucking walk out. She makes out. a little gun. She's yeah. like got a little like she's got a little thing skate. She's got rocket raccoon powers. Yeah, she tries she to can just like Rubik's cube metal into yeah. a object that works. <laughs> She was like, "I love that. I love to see um, animation on Rocket Raccoon when he's making stuff. When it's yeah. just like, he's just like moving his hands around and just popping things all over the place, and somehow this is all soldering together, and he makes a device to break through cell doors. Yeah. Genius. I liked, um, I liked that Graham Greene did like he was just making shit for her. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's your leg. Here's a new leg, man. Yeah. Gonna... I liked. Um, I really liked. I the... thought they were going to give her legs powers. I really liked the Welsh guy." Leg. Oh, the weird guy. It's not really a Welsh. I couldn't tell what accent he, he was trying to be Welsh. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost sure. I'm not sure because he, like, he. I think he spoke in Welsh a little bit. But I, I thought I, he was Flea at first when he first turns up. No, I thought he was the Russian guy who's in everything. He plays a Russian in everything. Robert Carlyle. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, Echo was decent enough. I enjoyed it. I know loads of people were moaning online that Daredevil wasn't in it more, it, and I'm like, it's not his show. People were complaining about that fight scene that he had, but that whole that I whole episode was incredible. Because there are people going, "Oh, he's blocking before, like before the impact happens." But it's fucking Daredevil. His his powers yeah. border on precognition. He's also blind. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, he's preparing for the next attack, and the delay kick that she does midway through one of the things that's like, like she's figured out he's um, sensing her attacks. The delay yeah. kick's a smart thing. Like, I mean, that sort of thing you should do when Echo figures out he's what his, how his powers work, because, like, if someone stands still to Daredevil, they become less visible to him. It's like, movement is what triggers his powers. The Daredevil series is coming, though. 20 some odd episodes. They're oh. doing a full... It's going to be like Arrow, isn't it? It's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be CW-style Arrow TV show. Eldon Henson's going to be in it, though. Yeah, they're bringing them back. Yeah, Deborah and Roll. Planet's been completely rebooted, hasn't it? Yeah, because the other one they weren't. Oh, get fucking Luke Cage in there. Get Luke, get get friggin' Colton thingy on the blower. And because um, I want to know what happened, because his the end of Luke Cage season two is a really good friggin' because he hook. takes over as a gangster, doesn't he? Yeah, he's basically take over as a crime lord, but he's going to be a good crime lord. He's not going to be a bad crime of course, lord. You can trust Luke Cage. But, you know, shit's going bad. He's gonna, you know, I want I want to know how he messes up. I think there should be a thing where it's like like Kingpin's become a big trouble and everything, but Luke Cage is like the Kingpin of Harlem. And like, fucking, yeah, that. Anyway, Echo. It's good. Yeah. It's probably the best best of the TV shows for a while. Um, it's better than Secret Invasion. Do you remember Secret Invasion? Yeah. Yeah, do you remember how, how important that was to the Marvel's film it that is set important. straight after it? Very important. Apparently, yeah. Which they which the Marvel's film was all about the scrolls and finding them a home and all this sort of stuff, but they never mentioned anything that happened in Secret Invasion, which was all about the scrolls trying to find a new home <laughs> home for themselves. Mm. There's no more Marvel shows this year, is there? 
No. I think this is the season three of What's If What If's gonna be this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's in a few months. Yeah. But um and then, doesn't um, count Marvel really, Zombies yeah, this year. I don't know, none of it counts though, does it? It's not No. It's it's fun count. now. It's like still fun. It doesn't count though. But there's yeah, it's we just, just got Deadpool, haven't we? Yeah. Get the mum, there's gonna be parents complaining they can't take their kids to see Deadpool. Yeah. But anyway, uh when are we gonna get a a um it's only a ghost rider four film? episodes. Marvel Zombies is only four episodes. Yeah, I mean I mean, there's not much you can really do. As a do premise, it. it's pretty... There's some good stories that came out of that, but like, if it's just going to be like a PG or something. They could do... Do you know, because it's Disney, Yeah. they could do Wolverine versus Predator. Adapt that comment. That, there was a comment, wasn't there? There was a Wolverine versus... Yeah, there's a new one. I think. Yeah, I'm going to read that, actually. That's I'm a good sure show. Something. Yeah, Wolverine versus Predator film. All right. Um, is it my review time? Fucking whatever. I watched Saltburn, Ant. Oh, you pervert. It's a cum-guzzling movie extravaganza. Mm. Um, it's not very good, mate. Like, it's well, hard to pin down what's wrong everyone with it. Everyone loves it. I think you've got bad taste in films. So, oh, you're saying, you're saying, that, you're saying that Night Swim is better than I, I, I thought. So Saltburn is the story of a young man going to university. Mm. He meets another young man, and they become friends. And the first young man... He's troubled. So, who be the troubled young man? Is that Jacob Elordi, who's no. the latest person that's no, no. been made up for the internet? No, it's the um, it's uh, it's the guy from Eternals, Barry Cohen. Barry Kagan, yeah, the Kagan. other guy, yeah. Jacob Elordi's yeah. Barry Kagan. So Barry Kagan, he um, is a young man going to university. He meets a friend. They become very close friends, mm-hmm. and he explains to him that I'm afraid that I can't. Like, for Christmas break, I'm staying here. I'm staying at university because my family, my mother, sadly, she is an addict. Oh. And my father has died, so mm. I must stay here. And his rich new friend goes, no, 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 come to Saltburn. This big palatial estate that I own with my family, and you can come and stay, and they'll take care of you. And it doesn't matter, you can stay here for however long you need to. People stay here forever because it's just, it's so big, you barely know if there were people here. So he turns up, and when he turns up, he starts acting very strange. Mm. Things like drinking menstrual blood. And he doesn't just start doing that straight from the start. Slurping up some cummy bath water. No, it's not, it's not, and it's not smashing starts. mirrors. Not, and just being, build up to that. being a, a, a freaky little goblin. He's he been is. a freaky little goblin. It's Barry Kagan, he's a freaky little he's goblin. He's been a freaky little goblin. He's the Joker. He's the Joker, baby! Yeah. Uh, he's being a freaky little goblin. And people are like, that freaky little goblin has something about him, doesn't he? Anyway, people start dying. Yeah. And that freaky little goblin, he might just be a freaky little goblin king. Yeah. By goblin. I mean, he's goblin D's. D's what? He's goblin D's nuts. He fucks a grave. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> it's, um, so... I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna come back to this because um, I'm not like not the film, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this thought in my next review. But this film what, is. You get another review. Shut the fuck up. This film is a very dumb person's idea of what Shakespeare and other things sound like. Everybody speaks with this pomp and this bravado. You've got bad taste in films, man. And this is getting highly praised, and you're and and. It just it's it's masking a very silly and very obvious story where the twists and turns aren't so much twists and turns as a GPS guided route on a tom tom, 
Like, fucking knows a Tom Tom in Twitter. <laughs> the only people who ever buy Tom Toms at our work are like old people. Yeah, but that's because they don't know you sell. Old people don't go to CEX. How old are we talking? We get loads of old people coming in. Really? Yeah, they just want us to tell us how to see the settings on their phones all the time. <laughs> they help them out. They just. You know. Why did they go to the phone shop? Where they bought the phone? Because we know what we're on about. Oh, okay. Um, some rivalry between companies there. Um, there are there are really so. Here's the thing that is weird about Soulburn is the script is dog shit. Hmm. There are very funny characters that have good lines, but they amount to nothing more than elevating characters that are already the best things about this movie. Like, Rosamund Pike has some incredible lines. There's a moment where they're all sitting by a little pond on the grounds, listening to the radio, and it starts playing Britpop. And Rosamund Can Pike you explain comes what a radio is to the younger Shut the audience? Fuck up. Rosamund Pike comes along and she goes, Oh, I was a model back in these days. Oh, I was modelling all during the Britpop days with Blur and Oasis. As one of the most horrible rumours was started that Common People was about me. But there's a line in that song where they say she came from Greece and she had a first for knowledge. How could that be me? <laughs> she came from Greece and had the first for knowledge. Yeah, and I thought, I thought that was just such a very, very funny, self-realised line by, uh, by her. But, like, the cast, incredible. Everybody's really good. The only problem is that the script... Seems to have been written by a child. And, like, the really good lines are Rosamund Pike. Like, that's kind of it. Everybody's trying to have fun with the material, but for the most part, like, it is nothing. Like, when I say that this is... There's moments... So, at the end of the film, at the end of the film, the most interesting part is the fact that initially you get the idea that maybe this is just, like, a, a very very sad circumstance that this person's come into the orbit of this other person and just started destroying their lives. But then, like, there's a reveal at the end and you see some of the machinations behind everything that happened. Mm. And that's kind of interesting. But at the same time, by that point, it's the end of the movie, so why does it matter how it happened? That's how plot twists happen. They usually come at the end of the film, the big the big reveal. But, like... Have you not seen the Saw movies? No, but, but here's Masters the thing. Of we know he's twist. doing it. Do you have a da 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 he made people... He had a little cult, and he controlled them. Who did? The, Barry Kagan. Oh, Druig! Yeah. From the Eternals! Yeah. I thought you were talking about New Mutants. No. No Mutants! Oh. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so it's um, it's not... It is it is a very stupid person's idea of dialogue, and... and maybe, you're, maybe you're a stupid person. Maybe I am. Maybe I am, Maybe man. you're too stupid maybe for it. Why don't you watch Saltburn? Why don't you watch this cum slurping bathwater licking extravagant? Um, he's really good. Richard E. Grant's really good, yeah. man. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Good. He's he's very good. He's very good. He's just fish. He does this fish. Um, there are like there are some moments where the direction really saves her. Like there is a scene where um, where one of the servants comes in whilst they're eating lunch. Comes in what? <laughs> no, he come he comes into the room whilst they're eating lunch and says. Um, would you mind if I draw the curtains as they're going to be wheeling the body? The coroner's going to be wheeling past shortly. And Richard Grant said, yes, yes, yes. 
And he goes, he, the guy, the guy just like starts trying to close the curtains and he just can't do it. So someone else comes along and helps him. And it doesn't cut after that. You then hear the coroner go from one side of this very long room. <laughs> Outside, all the way along, and it just cuts between each of their faces. They're just, oh my god, that's good filmmaking. It was quite funny. Yeah, I told you, good direction, terrible script. Really, terrible script. you haven't read the script. No, but like the the dialogue is fucking horrendous. It's so. That's not what a script is, though. A script isn't the dialogue. It's it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. It's everything on screen. Yeah. yeah. So editors, directors, you don't need them. No, the script isn't just dialogue. A script doesn't just have dialogue in it. Yeah, but you don't need you don't need editors. I don't know, or man. You, you just you want a you want a thing. Yeah, I've won a Stanley Tumbler. What's a Stanley Tumbler? I don't know, but I'm gonna like block that for fishing again. <laughs> click it, click it. Because fucking click it into your details. Windows <laughs> just lets any <laughs> old shit address. Um, Windows yeah. is fully given up blocking spam. Saltburn. Is a dog shit movie. There is there is one funny you revelation. You can't say a whole bunch of oh, great performances, great oh, no, direction, no, 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 really no, no. funny sorry, and sorry, stuff. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then sorry. say dog shit. No, no, you no. Kids no, no. Today. I do apologize. I'm sorry. Don't I'm sorry. The fishing scam got me directed. Like, got me distracted. I'm not focused. One sec. I'm back in the room. Mm. So, Saltburn, in a very funny moment, shows, like, at the end, there's a chance encounter. I'm doing the little air quotes. A chance, a chance encounter. Where a woman walks into a shop and sees him, and he's just like looking at a laptop and not visibly clicking because the camera is positioned in a way that we can't see his hands. It just looks like they're resting on the keyboard. Mm. But then it cuts to at the end when the machinations are being shown, it shows that he is just slamming his hands against the keyboard with a bunch of nonsense. But if this was a carefully orchestrated plan, why would he not just have a pre-prepared document that he's just copied off the internet rather than just a bunch of visibly very clear nonsense? No one's looking at it. But the thing is that she walks past him yeah. at the time. So I know that he's like... I've does got she give him like a I'm... weird look? No. She looks past, sees the laptop, does she? No, she doesn't. But if ever at any point she was to look at that laptop, yeah. or it to just open the laptop, and be like, "What are you working you just on?" Kill her. <laughs> you just jump across the table and stab her. Have you never freaking made plans to kill an entire family no, and no, stuff? No, no. What are you spoiling the plot for? Fucking your kids today don't what know are you anything. Spoiling about... the plot for? Look, it's Next, you're going to tell people that he's he drinks a pint of cummy water. Just like you just, all these things, you see his cock at the end. Oh, you, that he dances around yeah. the dances around the house to to um, murder on the dance floor. Yeah. You better not feel the groove, DJ. He's got his dick out the whole time. It's great, yeah. Yeah. great looking dick. Probably enjoyed that a lot, didn't you? Yeah. Why'd you fart? Why did your ass act that way when someone mentions dick? <laughs> Is this what you want game of the year? I had fart burned and there was a... You had a, a bit, fart planned? Where's the rotor for these farts? There was a gap in Where, the audio. I could be warned about these. There was a gap in the audio. I need to there was something. a gap in the... Don't say it's gap, you'll fart again. I just need to fill the dinner. Can I see the fart rotor? Huh? Where's the fart schedule you're going no, by? That one's done now. That's that it. one's done now. The fart, fart schedule's evaporated. Do you just fart again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Saltburn. It's like a Matthew Modine. It's like straight down. It's not great. Like the script is so much. You're gonna look silly when that wins loads of Oscars, aren't you? No, the script has like a lot to it, but it's just. <sighs> it's a film made by someone who wanted. You haven't read the script. Shut up, man. 
It's a film made by someone who wanted to make it sound like they wanted to make something that seemed like an intelligent thriller, and it's just schlock. Well, it's yeah, just a lot of schlock. That's the point. Here's the thing, right? There's a lot of films right now which are really obvious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they're presented as if they're really smart. Yeah. But the reason is, is because the average person is dumb as fucking horseshit. <laughs> and you need the films to be dumb for them. Didn't you see how many people just didn't understand Glass Onion in the slightest? There was, there was, there was a moment where it cuts to, and there's like a dead body on the ground. And, and I was like, oh, look, there's a dead body. And, you know, you know, like where you're like, how would they make you realize that's a dead body straight away? How would you do it? And have it move. No, 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 no. no. One get step up beyond that. One a... step beyond that. Yeah. It just not that. It just not just the non-movement. I'd have a what... character go. There's a dead body on no, the floor. No, no, no. No. Before you even did that, visually, yeah. what cues would you give? Sure, dead body. Slightly blue. No, oh, slightly blue. <laughs> slightly blue. That's what happens to dead bodies. Though. I know. I know. I know. But it's right in frame. I'd have like poo coming out his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that smell? It smells like a pile of rats you and never, shit. You should watch some. You 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 even watch proper films, man. You need to watch films like House by the Cemetery, where there's a scene where I've seen House by the Cemetery, where someone's been killed violently, yeah. and in the morning the maid is cleaning the blood up off the floor, and no one discusses it. The mum comes downstairs and just keeps chatting to her, like, "Oh, she's just cleaning blood." You, you need to watch Cemetery Man. Cemetery Man, not yeah. the fucking. Um, Rupert Fine. Yeah, the friggin' Rupert Delamorte Delamore. Is it Rupert Everett? Yeah, it's friggin' based on the comic. Yeah. That's a great movie. Delamorte Delamore. Yeah. Incredible. I anyway. saw the Brandon Ralph one. Yes, Dylan Dog, Dead of Night. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It's not bad. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a fine movie. Considering that he's done two superheroes that time. Now he's Atom as well. Which superheroes did he do? He did Dylan Dog. Dead of Night, hmm. Superman. In the bomb. Maybe. It is super bomb. No, that's that Guardians of Justice program you like. <sighs> I didn't even watch that. I watched one clip of it the other week. I fucking love bringing this up. It hurt my brain. I watched, watched, watched every episode. Awful. I watched every episode, Dan. Why would you do that? Because I had nothing that's else to do. That's another one of those fucking... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Ari... Ari Shankar. Ari Shankar. Another yeah. one of his Ari Shankar joints that are just like... Fucking Do you remember shallow... how much you liked the Power Rangers one he did? The fucking terrible. You wouldn't shut up about that for days. You're like, Matt, there's going to be a new violent um, Power Rangers. I went, Ant, it's just a... Just that a... Castlevania one everyone raves about, and I was just like, the first episode was good, the rest of it was dreadful. The anime? Yeah. I liked the That's anime. That's him. Adi Shankar. Is it really? Yeah, the only thing he's done that was actually any good was Judge... was Dread, but he just he was just a producer on that, and I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Alex Garland actually directed it and not the person they said directed it. Well, yeah, I think that's been a, a, that's a well-known fact now, isn't mm. it? Same as Sunshine, wasn't it? Alex Garland also directed a lot of Sunshine. Well, that was, that's... Uh, Danny Boyle. Danny, Danny Boyle was on his Alec, dick. Alex Garland also did a lot <laughs> of They're that. doing 28 years later soon. I know, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Because yeah. it's those two again. It's not... It's Because, you know, uh, 28 Jam, weeks yeah. later... It was all good. No, but that intro is really good. Just, and that was directed by Danny Boyle. <laughs> Ger- Ger- Gerald Renner was in that. Jeremy, Jeremy Derby. Yeah, Jeremy Idris Elba's in it. it. But yeah. you don't care about black people. Harold Perrineau is in it. But you don't care about black people. Harold Perrineau. Don't know that is. The guy, the guy who replaced the other guy of colour in Matrix. I don't remember. The pilot in Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. I don't remember The guy movie. from Lost who had a son. I didn't watch Lost. The guy from... 
World War Z in the first episode. Didn't watch World War Z. It looked terrible. The guy from the guy from that new series. I can't remember the name of it, but it's probably not. Here's if I see him. Just you know, I'm not going to remember a bit part from the Matrix. I I care about Neo and Trinity and Morpheus and Agent Smith, and that's that's all. It's I funny care that about. you mentioned Morpheus and Monica Bellucci. It's really Fuck funny yeah. that you mentioned Morpheus, considering your predilection for hating black. <laughs> I don't, I fucking I hate this bit. We never mentioned. Why are you being racist? I don't know. Racist. I don't know why I'm making out you're a racist. Your you're not thing, racist. Mm. You're not a racist, and all our racist fans are going to be disappointed because you were their last hope. I'm woke oh, apparently because oh, I like musicals. Yeah, I'm going to see Hamilton. And Monica Bellucci though. Who was the French guy in that? Um, the French. The guy. architect. Yeah, the architect. Yeah. Is it the architect? Was it the architect? No, the architect was the um, Kentucky Fried Chicken guy. <laughs> He was the one who was in the previous Matrices that sound really cool. Why haven't we got a film set in them? Oh, the one with the werewolves and vampires? Yeah, where's the fucking werewolves yeah. and vampires freaking Matrix? Like, who was in there and going like, oh, this is a bit shit? I'd be there like, come on. It's not realistic this. enough, is it? No. What if Ready Player One was the Matrix? <laughs> They're making a Ready Player One game. Are they? Yeah, do you know who the devs are? Who? They just made NFT Fortnite. games and stuff. Is it the Fortnite devs? No, no, no. It's guys who make NFT games, and they've also got some like auto-playing football game. Oh, great. I saw some footage of, and it looked terrible. <laughs> it looked like... Dust. It was one of those ones where like the AI just kicks the ball every now and again. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's going in the right direction. They just they just scuttle around a bit, kick a ball back and forth, and eventually it might go in a goal. I I think you're right about people being really stupid because there is like a real lack of media literacy and like people that they just don't seem to understand any of it. I think that's why Homeland is such a hero to a lot of people is because they like fascism. Because they're dumb. Yeah, but it's it's just weird, isn't it? Dumb. I saw someone saying because no one pays attention to the films. I saw one the other day, like they thought it was a gotcha. In Star Wars, why do they fly down the Death Star trench when they could have just flown directly out the hole and just dropped the bomb straight in the hole? And they're like, did you miss the line where like they radar on the surface that will stop us? From no, flying. their radar, their sense, their targeting sensors get thrown off. So stay when you're low to the the surface. Ah. That's why they go down the trench because their targeting sensors get thrown off by the trench, ah. and you see it. You see them trying to aim and they miss it all the time. See, I thought it was because they had the surface laser systems. And people went, do you remember Rogue One? So I, don't, I, still, I still think that film's not great. But I it's like, oh him. no, he built a floor into the Death Star. And I'm like, I don't like that. Oh. Because the point should be is that they're aware the floor's there. They mention it. Yeah. Moff Tarkin goes, ah, oh, I know that floor's there, but why would we run away now in our moment of victory? Because they're fascists. They don't think they can be beaten. Also, you do need a vent <laughs> on something like a Death Star. Yeah, probably at least one. Yeah, because it's like... Well, if you just had air vents that were just open on the Death Star? <laughs> Feel this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never defeat they us. They go to the Death Star to blow it up and they just find dead bodies floating around inside it. The Emperor just like... <laughs> <laughs> Just every so often, the little lightning bolts move slightly closer to the door. Um, yeah, like people are just fucking dumb now, aren't they? Mm. They're like things like Aquaman. You liked Aquaman? I fucking hate you. Raised about it? No, I didn't. I didn't. Couldn't not. stop going on about it last week. You, made you loved Aquaman, the original. You know, it's a good time. Fine, dog shit. Dumb man. action film. Dog shit. Yeah. 
There's another DC movie where they destroyed half the world and no one spoke about it a week later. It's fine. It's just a tidal wave. <laughs> so many tidal waves. He literally went, I'm putting all of their garbage back on the surface. Do you know how much waste is in the water? Oh, shit. <laughs> all that plastic, man. Yeah. Like, well, at least there's you... caps on the bottles now and they can't won't come off. What's that? Yeah, on the bottle one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the Yazoo. You can't take the caps off the Yazoo now. That's fascism. Do you know, like, it probably wouldn't be that difficult to make biodegradable bottles. I'm just saying. <laughs> and your review? Well, I played like a dragon guide and the man who erased his name. Oh, how is it? It's a Mr. Yakuza game. Okay. Where you play as Jovi U. Spoilers for Yakuza 6. Who's I'm going to spoil you? Yakuza 6. So at the end of Yakuza 6, Kiru dies. Okay. He gets shot right in the chest. But yeah. he's Kiru, so it's not that big a deal. Um, and he makes an arrangement with this organisation to basically die. So, you know, disappear. Mm-hmm. Get a new identity. So Because people keep fighting around him. He needs this person in power needs to be a definite this person's in power no one can challenge him that was the thing he disappeared so he's now he's got a new life working for this organization who they're sort of like they're not a yakuza group they're totally different from a yakuza group but they go around like you yakuza know and stuff doing things yeah um he just works with them he lives on a little like in a in a house that you know just one of those japanese places where ninjas would train um He's been learning a new martial art. He's got gadgets. It's kind of like a spy thing going on there. Okay. But, um, yeah, he's been living there for a while, but now crazy shit's happening. Someone has, like, they were going to do a deal, and it turned out a whole bunch of Yakuza had, like, taken over and screwed up the deal. They were going to steal stuff. They were going to kidnap the guy who runs this organisation. And uh, they realised Kiryu is still alive. Oh! <gasps> That was their attempt to expose him. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was all part of the plot. Anyway, he ends up in Osaka. There's a little okay. bit where you get to walk around Yokohama from Yakuza Seven. Yeah, for yeah. a little bit at the start, not much of it, but just a little bit, just to get a mission going. I guess they've got that area, haven't and they? It's, it's the same engine, yeah. And stuff. But now it's in it's, set, it's, it's mostly set in Osaka though, which is the place from Yakuza Zero. Yeah, it's set at the same time as Yakuza Seven, so I'm figuring at some part you must go back to Yokohama because Kiryu's in Yakuza Seven quite a bit in the second half of the game. Mm. Um, he sort of turns up as like you know Do mysterious you man no, no he's not in that no he just turns up and there's a whole sequence that's building up to in um, Yakuza 7 there was a whole thing where new head of the Omi Alliance disbands the entire Yakuza no. does it publicly in front of everyone which is causes a massive riot with the Yakuza gangs and stuff because it's their livelihood gone Yeah, but he does it right in front of them because it's the ballsy thing to do and this game's sort of building up to that and you have to deal with this one guy Who's the only? Who's apparently the the biggest major threat to that going down? No, um, and he's this guy. He's like he's played by some Korean actor, um, but he's like this sort of decadent, suave, pervert guy. He like he runs this whole coliseum that's on a boat. Okay, it's the second time this has happened. In yeah, because it happens in the first. There's one. There's a casino on a boat in Yakuza Six. There's also in the there's first boat. Not in the first one. Yeah, you go into the toilets. There's the underground area. It's all floating. Floating casinos and stuff. No, we go and do the fight. This is a bit different. This is a whole freaking freight well, boat. There's a whole built bunch up like of a castle. Boats. Oh, okay. It's like called the castle. But um, yeah, you go on there. You get in some tournament fights. You team up with this woman. She's got red hair. She's played by some 
or idle or something. Uh, but um, yeah, you basically get roped into doing all sorts of jobs and tasks and stuff in Osaka. A lot of busy work. There's a lot of killing time until the next bit of the story can happen, and the game makes it really clear <laughs> that you just got to go and do some stuff until the next story part happens. Um, it's a lot shorter game than the others. There's only apparently six, I think it's like five or six chapters long. I'm like halfway through it now. Oh, wow, okay. I'm only on the third chapter. The chapters last a lot longer, um, other than the first one. The first one's over really quickly. Mm. But um, there's a lot of like, your side missions don't just happen when you're wandering around. You don't stumble into a side mission in this one like you do in the other games. You kind of, you get given a list of tasks to help this woman who, she runs a network called the Akame Network. She's called Akame. And she basically helps all the homeless people in Osaka. Oh, that's um, cool. And so basically she builds up this network where the homeless people will give her information that they've heard so she can use them as like an information network. But, um, you know, she helps make sure they've got food and clothes and stuff like that and helps them out. And your job is you get this task where you go out and you find a homeless person who doesn't know about the network. You get They want some food, you give them some food, then you tell them about the network and stuff. But then you also get proper missions that she gives you, which is more like the usual sub-stories. Yeah. Where it's a sequence of events that build up to telling a little mini story. But it's a bit weird to have them be on a menu rather than being like a thing that you go out and stumble across. Because in the main Yakuza games, you'll stumble across a ton of these little side stories and they become this weird little thing that happens as you're going around your adventure. Because mm. that's what's part of the appeal in the Yakuza games is, is that like you have this definitely serious, like big melodramatic Yakuza story going on and then Kiri will help her woman be a dominant you know how to dominate her (laughs) subs better or some shit um which will be a multi-part story that will crop up over the course of the game like all sorts of weird stuff like that in this it's like you just pick them off a menu you get nudged towards certain things as well oh okay so you'll get a little mission that leads you towards you know the slot car racing thing that kiri was like super obsessed with in some of the earlier games it's like a whole mini game thing in yakuza 2 i think it is Mm. the slot car racing comes up a couple of times in these ones but um, yeah, he's well, back. Yeah, Seven in. has the um, has a a whole thing for it, doesn't it? There's all sorts of stuff in loads of the games. They got all these mini. Didn't games. Seven have like a mini game where you ran a candy company? No, you, yeah, you make uh, you can eat that food. It's all over the place in this. You can pick it up. Oh, Itchy bands like friggin' wafers and shit. Um, yeah, that was good. That I played through the whole lot of that. That was good because when you play through it, all you want to get far enough along it, you unlock um, his the girl who ropes you into the job mm. as a fighter and she's like one of the best fighters in the game oh, holy shit. she fights with a box knife <laughs> which is fucking brutal <laughs> like you don't want to be sliced up with a box knife that sucks that would really fucking hurt I mean I'm sure a big machete's worse but a box knife oof. how much worse though? like a machete's gonna kill you a box yeah. knife is gonna sting and it's not gonna kill you it will eventually and you're get gonna you. friggin deal with it for the rest of your day it will eventually get you um but no, in this you just you know, beat people up. You got gadgets. You get like a little wrist rope thing that you yeah. can wrap around from the watch, and you can grab people and swing them around. With I think it. I've seen some of that stuff. Like. Um, you get little drones that just sort of fly in and seem to just fly into people. You can throw an explosive cigarette. Oh, that's cool! So you throw that on it after a few seconds, and you can upgrade them and things. You get rocket boots, so you can like slide around like you're a gun dam. So you can rocket boost towards someone and just like clothesline them. Um, but he's got the other fighting style, which is the regular Yakuza style, which is what I use all the time, because that's the one where you beat the shit out of people. That's the heavy punches, isn't it? Like yeah. The big swinging The punches. classic Dragon of Dojima style. Yeah. Only two styles in this one, though. Apparently they made this game a lot quicker, and you can kind of feel how they cobbled it together well, quickly, but... It's like a stopgap, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they said they put it together in six months, but from what I understand, this was going to be like chapters in Yakuza 7. 
Nikuza 8, rather. Um, apparently in Nikuza 8, the new one that's coming out in a few weeks, yeah. um, you were going to jump back and forth between Ichiban and Kiryu. And Kiryu's story was going to be a separate thing going on. It's all going to be linked together, but then they decided to separate it and turn it into its own game. So I think most of it was already there, and they just like put it together as its own game. And when you finish this, there's like a little... It's sort of a demo of Yakuza 8, but it's like a little prequel story thing that leads into it. So I've got to play that before I play the 8th one, I guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it's been good. There's like some cool stuff in it. There's You know how you get the cabaret clubs, and you date the girls in the cabaret clubs in the other yeah. games? In this one, you get told to go to this cabaret club where the girls are more real than usual, whatever that means. And you have to go, like, go, okay, what does that mean? So you go there, and this time they're FMV video girls. It's like a little FMV mini game. One of them's the um, streamer Kason, who's like a Japanese American streamer who's like full of innuendo in her videos. She usually is a VTuber, but she goes on camera quite often. Um, but yeah, you chat her up and stuff, and then you, when you get to the castle, there's like three other girls you can chat to there. Um, that's one of the early missions you get given. And Kiryu's like, yeah, this girl was like more real than normal. <laughs> it's really awkward because they're just like staring straight at you and stuff in video, and they've got the ring light eyes. Oh, I God. fucking hate ring light eyes. Mm. But it's become a whole aesthetic now, hasn't it, on streams and stuff like that? I don't know, I don't watch streaming. And makeup tutorials and all that on video. Oh, I Loads love of people makeup use them. tutorials. But loads of people have the ring light around their camera, don't they? So when they look at it, they've got the halo ring in their eyes. Oh, yeah. I hate that. It is weird. It is, I don't like it. But, um, yeah, you just drink, drink. The, you order a drink and you get the same drink every time, as far as I can tell. If I order the black whiskey, why isn't it coming out black? <laughs> it's like the same red apple juice, it looks like, every time. <laughs> um, you, you have to give presents to them and stuff like you that. You have to give them presents? Yeah, presents I brought at the pawn shop. I guess, like, second-hand earrings and stuff. Oh, nice, nice. Found them lying around a lot. Find locker keys all around town. There's oh, like perfect. a... They brought back the lockers from Yakuza Zero. There was, like, a bunch of lockers, and you picked up locker keys, went to the lockers, and, and got bonus stuff out of it. Yeah. I've, I've almost got more. I think I've only got five left to go. Oh, nice. Um, found them everywhere, because I've got these contact lenses that reveal where they are on the map, which makes it a bit easy. Um, but no, it's 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 good fun game. It's been really good. But it's, it's definitely like a cut down, trim down Yakuza game compared to the others. But people who kept moaning that they went all turn based with the last one, well, there you go, you can punch some people now. Yeah, I mean, we had Ishin last year. Yeah, I still haven't played that yet. Um, no, when am I going to find time for that? I played the demo of I still that. haven't played through the three PS4 remasters of the PS3 PS3 games. Well, I didn't mind, I didn't mind Ishin. Um, I played the demo. <laughs> Which was decent. Um, I never finished the Fist of the North Star one. I've got that. I yeah, recently got, got that because it was four quid on the, the Fist of the North Star game. Is incredible. Is it like? Is it? There's a bit in the game where a bunch of bikers are heading towards the town. You got to protect them, so you pick up a girder and you play baseball with them. So like they drive towards you, like oh, they're right, being you baseball, them and you baseball back them into the distance. That's amazing. You just see them spin off into the horizon. Um, I haven't found the mass system yet in this game. There's a mass system in like a Dragon Gaiden. And I haven't found it yet. I've picked up a bunch of cartridges for it. I need to know where my master system is. I want to play some Alex Kid. Oh, so you can actually get a master system? To yeah, yeah, you get cartridges. It's got Enduro Racer, Alex Kid. I think it's got Space Harrier. Alex Kid's amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah, I haven't found it yet. And if you import yourself a Japanese copy, because it's the only place where the physical release has happened, apparently. Mm. I saw someone with a, another one 
the other day from another country. Well, I think it's American release. Okay. So maybe it's getting a release somewhere. But um, if you yeah. import the Japanese copy, it plays in English. Okay. Everything's in English. Menus, subtitles, dub, everything. If oh, you want to so play the no dub. Whatsoever. I ain't playing with the dub. No. Fucking fudge that. Apparently, freaking... Who is it who voices... Yong Yi voices Kiryu. You know that guy who does YouTube videos where he's like... They keep hiring YouTubers to do the voices in why? these games now. I don't know why. It's annoying. Although um, Sung Won Cho does voices in a bunch of games, doesn't he? You know, Pro Pro Z, Pro Z, ZD, whatever his name is. No idea. Yeah, chubby Asian dude who does all those really funny comedy skits. How do you not know him? He's everywhere. I don't follow streamers at all, mate. He's not a streamer. He does comedy stuff. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. yeah, he just does comedy things. He does loads of voice acting and things. He's in some films now. Is well. he? Yeah. But he... um. Yeah, he's easy with some of those games, but he's he's got like a bunch of YouTuber voice actors in this. I don't, I ain't gonna listen to that. Fucking, you know, I'm just gonna listen to the proper Japanese voice actors. That's the voice of Kiryu. That is the voice of Kiryu. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's been really good. I'll finish it soon. Won't take long. Just... No, it doesn't sound like it's a super long game. No. Um Story's been fun. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's your typical stuff. There's power struggles. You get dragged into it. Kiryu's forced to push to his limit of what his uh, moral guidelines are, as usual. He won't kill anyone. I'll freaking shove their head into a wall and smack them with a freaking bike around their face. And you, I'll, uh, yeah, you're going to hit them with a fucking I'll knife them in the. I'll knife them in the gut and then knee the knife into their stomach, but yeah. I'm not going to kill anyone. I will not kill. No. That's fair enough, then. That's a good moral moral stance. Because that's what Kiru's, Kiru's like. He doesn't I'll kill. I'll put someone's head in a car door and slam it on them. I'm not going to kill them. Yeah. You're not a monster. <laughs> These people might disappear directly after I've beaten them up, yeah. suggesting that they dissolved in some sort of way akin to the bad guys in Kamen Rider when yeah. they dissolve. But I'm not going to kill anyone. No, no. And I wouldn't expect you to. No. Um, my God. I would um, love them if they did a game where you got to play as Nishi- Nishikiyama from the first Yakuza and Yakuza 0. Who's Nishiyuki? It was his, his Anarchy. Oh, the guy with the, the eye patch. No, 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 that's Majima. Oh, Majima, sorry. They've done a game where he plays Majima. Yeah, the, the Yakuza one. Zero and the zombie one. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the guy who, like in Yakuza Zero, is your best bud, but he's the villain in Yakuza 1. I don't Fucking. He's your best bro. I want a game where he plays him. Yeah. Um, or I want a game where he plays that big guy who got framed for murder after shooting blanks at everyone. That's a plot twist in Yakuza uh, oh. 4. Cheers for spoiling that for me. Um, yeah, he was like Majima's buddy, and they were best pals. Yeah. Um, he even was one of the few ones who understood that Majima fakes his accent and all that. That's a little subtle thing in Yakuza games you might not know about. He fakes he? his accent to make it seem like he's from a rougher part of the country than he really is. Oh. He silks with a Kansai accent, which is um, sort of like... Sort of like a Boston accent, I guess. If you're a criminal, I guess it's not really. It's hard to translate over. But um, yeah, there's one where he's like murdered a whole bunch of people. He gets framed for the murders, but it turns out he didn't do the murders because he had special bullets and he got framed. By who? I don't know. The bad guy. You punch him at the end. Oh, Yakuza Four's got the best finale of all the Yakuza games. That final, the final battle in that is fucking epic. Because you're all on top of the big tower that you blow up quite often. Yeah. Um, and each of you, because you have four characters in Yakuza 4, each of you takes one opponent on one corner of the tower. Oh my God. And it like cycles between them as you beat the shit out of each one. 
and it'll play a bit of a cutscene. You'll go to the other one as you beat up the guy for a bit. Fucking incredible finale. Um, Yakuza 4 is one of the best ones. Like, freaking great game. It does sound amazing. Um, um, yeah, I need to play that. I need to play Yakuza 5, which everyone hates, apparently. But, Yakuza 5? Yeah, that's the one where um, what's-her-face, the girl, Haruka, wants to become a pop idol, and you have to help her become a pop idol for a while. You take control of her in a few bits. She doesn't beat anyone up. She just goes on. Aww. Pop idol missions, and then you beat yeah. people up as Kiri. I was going to say you want to beat people up. You play still. like five characters in that game. Oh really? Yeah, I need to get f- the zombie get one's f- the one that people hate. Yeah, no, it's the one it's getting people- expensive. Is it's it? Freaking, yeah, I need to get a copy of that at some point. Is it PS3 only? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to put it on the hacked PS3? No, I'll get it at some point. I want physical releases of all. No, no, I mean you could have a physical release, but if you want to just play it. No, I need no because I haven't got time to play. It. I'm trying to play Yakuza like a dragon guide and the man who erased his name. And soon I've got to play. Like a dragon, infinite wealth. Yeah, that's coming soon. Yeah, I bought that for you for Christmas. Yeah, I'm gonna take turns beating people. I hope the doctor guy's back in it. Can't remember his name. The one with the flame. Yeah, he's the homeless cool. guy. I like him. Yeah, I liked him too. I, I like because Yakuza Seven's great because it's about a bunch of middle-aged guys who fucking suck, and now they're trying to suck a bit less. Mm. And that's that's endearing. And Ichiban Kasuga's maybe the most like likable protagonist. That has ever existed. Well, yeah, because he's just a video game playing nerd. He's no, he's just no, he's nothing to do with nerd. He's not even a nerdy guy. He's just really happy to help people all the time, and that he's like Kiryu resists helping everyone. Yeah, but even he's aware that he can't say no to anyone. Yeah, and he'll just help him. But he's a bit moody. Whereas Ichiban's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do that. He's like, yeah, you know, Kiryu's be like, I don't want to get involved in this guy who's dressed up in a baby's nappy. Um, and his weird fetish subplot that happens in Yakuza. I like that. I like no seven. Four. No, no, because Kiryu is this Kiryu thing. He does that. But Ichiban would be like, I'm fucking getting involved in this. I'm going all in. I'm going to be the best at this that has ever existed. Ichiban Kasuga's pretty cool. And then you'll cry at the end of that game. Really? Does he die? No, no. He has just really, really good finale. That game. It's got oh. really good. It's really good. Heart wrenching story that game towards the end. I'm gonna get back. It's into about that a game. bunch of fucking losers, and it it's is, great. It it's just about a bunch of people coming yeah. together. Like a Dragon Guidance got um, the first um, emulation of Model Two Arcade um, Model Three arcade games. It's got Daytona USA Two on it. Daytona and Fighting yeah. Vipers and Sonic Fighters. Oh really? Yeah, they're all on there. Yeah, that's cool. First time the um, first time Daytona Two's been ported to anything, which is nice. Well, it's called Sega Racing Classic now. Is it? Yeah, because they don't have the Daytona license anymore. Game over, yeah! But anyway, um, that was it. That's it for the podcast. No, I've got to do a review. Oh, fuck's sake. It's two hours, man. I've almost done. Oh, Jesus. So I saw a film, man. Did you? Oh, yeah. what an awful idea. It was a really good film. Was it? Yeah. When was it? What do you mean, what was it? What film? Can't... Alright. I watched uh, I watched a new film by Yogos Lanthimos. Hmm. Called Poor Things. No. Starring Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, and Marcus Arufalo. And that's about it, really. Um, it is the story of a man who is a Frankenstein like monster. Yeah. Or a Frankenstein monsters like monster. Whose life, instead of him being the creation of a scientist in the traditional story sense, he is actually um, he's actually the biological son of a Frankenstein-like doctor. Yeah. Who 
experimented on, on him as a as a small boy in very cruel ways oh. by like removing parts of his body, scarring parts of him, replacing bits. That sounds of his hilarious. Features. He's an absolute monster. That's me. Not Willem Dafoe, his father. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe is the product of that. And he's this incredible scientist. An incredibly intelligent doctor working on the forefront of technology and science. And he has created... Created. He has Emma Stone living with him. Oh, sweet. Who appears to have the intelligence of a very small child. I think if I was making really good scientists, I'd make an Emma Stone. You want to say any more about that? No, I'm just going to make an Emma Stone. Okay. So... What happens is Willem Dafoe hires one of his students to be his uh, his typist, to be his his biographer, hmm. uh, but not for him to chart the progress of Emma Stone. She slowly develops. She yeah. becomes more and more intelligent. She learns more and more about the world. Um, and he ends up falling in love with her. And as she becomes more and yeah, more intelligent... As you do. Pardon? As you do. As you do. When you've got Emma Stone. Now, when they've fallen in love, Willem Dafoe is like, I've decided you two should marry. Famous Asian Emma Stone. <laughs> No, Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Asian. Hawaiian. She, was an, she was an Asian. Was she? Yeah, no, she was Asian. Playing, oh, yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so Willem Dafoe's like, I'm going to write up a contract, and you, my biographer, are going to marry Emma Stone, because you fall in love with her. That's beautiful. Let's do this. And uh, Mark Ruffalo happens to be the lawyer he hires to be the person who, who comes up with the contract and yeah, goes up with her. Yeah, yeah. And in a very telling scene that forecasts a lot of who Mark Ruffalo is... Foreshadow. Foreshadows. Yeah. Uh, a lot of who Mark Ruffalo is and who he'll reveal himself to be, yeah. an absolute moron, um, he is... Willem Dafoe's reading the contract over and he goes, you've made several spelling mistakes here. And Mark Ruffalo goes, can I use your toilet? <laughs> It's like, are you a child? Can you not hold your water? And he goes, I'm afraid I have a small bladder. <laughs> and he sends him off. And Mark Ruffalo happens upon Emma Stone. And he becomes like a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit of flirting. As you do when you see Emma Stone. And he touches her vagina a little bit. Oh, sweet. And, uh, and then he, he comes back because he's enthralled by this woman. He just walks up to her and just touches her vagina. He does, yeah. Because when you're famous, they can't stop you. You just... <laughs> They want you to grab them by the pussy. Yeah. No, so Mark Ruffalo comes back in the evening and he says, come with me to Lisbon, Portugal, and we'll go on this adventure. And she goes, and and she says to him, in a very clever way, she goes, she goes, I feel like you are dangerous to me, but you give me warm feelings. Because mm. she's only developing language in a very specific way, so like key turns of phrase and a little connective language are missing. But she can communicate like quite well about her, like you know, um, yeah, her like her her complicated feelings and wants and desires. Yeah, and uh, and she goes with him to Portugal, and they fuck a lot. You see her fully nude. Sweet, good on Emma And Mark Ruffler reveals himself to be very good in bed, but an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah. And he. It's just, it's wonderful to watch him break down as a human being. Everybody in this film is having such a good time and being just the, their worst selves, but in the best possible way. Like, there is a moment where she is talking to him and he, and she's like, she's gone off and explored Portugal by herself because he's exhausted and he's sleeping. And she goes off and she tells him like this story about how she met someone who was playing chess. And he goes, and this person said to her, you have the smoothest the smoothest skin I've ever seen. And he touches her and she goes, 
Well, by that determination, the skin between my legs must be the smoothest, as that is where the epidermis is said to be most smooth. Mm. And she and and she says, "Will you touch it and tell me which one's smooth? Because one must be smoother than the other." And the guy, and then she she just matter of fact, he says, "And then I had him pleasure me with his tongue." And Mark Ruffalo is like, "Ah, what are you doing to me, you vixen?" And then runs downstairs to the bar, and before even ordering a drink, slams his head violently into the bar, and then immediately lifts his head back up, and then goes, "Can I have a scotch, please?" <laughs> and then she comes down, and she goes, "I don't know why you're so upset. I went out and explored the world, and you said you're the best, so I went and found others to make sure you're the best." And he goes, "Ah!" and slams his head against the bar again. Takes a drink, and it's just like it's this incredible physical performance from Mark Ruffalo alongside Emma Stone, who has in this film one of the greatest lines ever. He, after storming down after being told this story about how a man went down, spoiler the greatest line ever. No, 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 but within context in the actual film, it's even funnier. But um, he, so after discovering that she she had someone go down on her to give her an orgasm, he was about to do the same. The only reason he stopped is he saw the markings, and she goes, "Oh, I had him write which one was smoother," (laughs) but then I had to get him to write the one that was not as smooth, and and he storms off, and she's just sitting in the bed. She goes, "Is the mouth pleasure not happening now?" (laughs) So I guess that's off, is it? Like that. And it's just, the whole film is made up of, of, of witty dialogue that is, you know, a subversion. Like every scene, every moment that you think you know what's going to happen next, it doesn't happen. And it's better for it. It's funnier for it. Like so many of the, there's like a moment where there's a man who might possibly be neurologically divergent or just suffering a horrible injury. And he is winking at Emma Stone. And Mark Ruffalo goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm winking back at that man because he seems to be trying to communicate with me through winks. And Mark Ruffalo just gets up in a storm and gets the guy to choke <laughs> and starts trying to fight him. But Emma Stone's distracted by the music, so she goes dancing. Mark Ruffalo immediately forgets the fact he's violently assaulting a human being. Has this incredible dance scene <laughs> in the middle of it all and then gets angry because she thinks that she's leaving with this couple when they've all been invited but he was too busy dancing. I think he's got problems. He's just insane. He rips a chunk of his hair out and screams off at the balcony of her room at one point and she just goes oh go home! <laughs> like that. One character one character gets there's a bloke who breaks in with like this general character Mark Ruffler goes look he he has the devil's juices coming out of his mouth and the biographer just goes he's got fucking cancer you idiot and then Mark Ruffler just goes oh <laughs> sorry it's, just, it's all insane it's all insane but it's great and it's incredible it's a story about it's a story not only about rebirth but it's the the, the challenges of life and, and even suicide is mentioned in a way that has like fascinating repercussions in the idea of whether or not it's it would be moral to bring a person back after they've done something like that um, there are characters that that just state the most horrendous things you've ever heard but then on the next step they they wax lyrical about why that exists, why that happened, what that means to the world. But the most important thing is Emma Stone's. Like, Emma Stone gets mm-hmm. buck naked. Sweet. You get to see her in because it transitions as it goes to different places. Yeah. The the aspect ratio and the color palette change. So initially it's in black and white when it's all it's all within the house because she's basically being trapped there while William Defoe William Defoe sorry teaches her language and stuff and as she's learning. 
And then when she when as, he got his balls crushed, as soon as she goes to as soon as she goes to Paris, uh, yeah. not Paris, sorry, Lisbon, Portugal, there's this explosion of color, and her life changes. And it is the whole film is about like it, it, it is about feminism and, and learning who you are and breaking away from these things, but also embracing desire and lust and need, but understanding that cruelty isn't required for life to exist. Although cruelty does exist, we can do something about it. And often, if we do the best possible thing we can in the guise of helping, it may not be helping. There may be no impact from what we do. But still, is it, you know, justified by the fact that morally we're trying to do something? Or is it just us trying to... Does Mark Ruffalo hang dong for the ladies? He does. Oh, good for we him. see his dick. Yeah. We see Emma Stone fully nude. We see a bunch of dicks. a dick double for Willem Dafoe? Because um, apparently his dick was just a bit too big. His dick is massive. Yeah. You don't see it in this, but I've yeah. seen his dick on a thing. Yeah. Bruce Willis has a good wanger. Does he? So does Barry Cogan, because of Saltburn. Yeah. So, this is this is the thing. Uh, like, Saltburn... The Rock, though. Tiny. <laughs> Who? The Rock. Really? The Rock, yeah. Minuscule. I'm just starting that now. He probably does have Spreading a tiny dick. I mean, come on, he does steroids. Mm. It's like Joe Rogan's got a tiny dick, massive nipples. Because mm. your dick energy goes to your nips when you do HGH. Um... The weird thing, like, so... so starting beef with The Rock. Yeah. I'm starting beef with Rogan. <laughs> you you see, um, beef with The Rock. <laughs> people are trying to manufacture beef between Mostef and Drake. Why? Because Mostef said Drake makes pop songs. He does? Yeah. But apparently uh, people think Drake is the greatest rapper that's ever existed. Is that like people that think Kanye is the best that's ever existed, yeah. even though he hasn't done anything good since graduation? Ever. Um, no, yeah, most def would run circles around pretty much yeah. every, he's one of the great, yeah, fucking, Jesus do you remember Christ. that film he did with Bruce Willis, 16 Blocks? He's a great actor, freaking, yeah. um, whenever I see his real name, I always forget, it just blanks my mind, because to me he's most def, the fucking, he was Ford Prefect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But yeah, so, um, so the thing I was saying about Saltburn before, where the dialogue is... Like a vapid excuse for people to to not do anything. It's just like it's padding time. It's saying what you know is happening, but it's saying it in a way that's 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 just ridiculously stupid. But it's pomp. It's a lot of pomp. This dialogue is like it's too smart for you. Yeah. Dialogue's like a weapon in this. Like people don't say things for no reason. People don't do things for no reason. Like even even the smallest stupid thing. Like so much of the humor does come from Mark Ruffalo. And her reaction to Mark Ruffalo, but it's also like the world's reaction to Mark Ruffalo. And then, but like her exploration of like feminism and, 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 and even like even the idea of forgiveness, like partners and partnerships and, and again, there's just, there's so much going on and it, it just doesn't waste any of it. Like even jokes, jokes are told in, in such an incredible way. Emma Stone does. So Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo are both doing English accents. Willem Dafoe is doing a Scottish accent. Willem Dafoe's shaky. Mark Ruffalo and Emma Stone, fucking great. Mark Ruffalo, not great because he's good at doing the accent, but he just embraces whatever he is doing and just fucking runs away in a very, very fun way. But there is like, there are, there are bits of dialogue like... Do you remember when he was romancing a 13-year-old in one film? What film was that? 13 going on 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter if she's aged up. With magic powers, she's fucking... How old's her body, though, Ant? That, that doesn't make a difference. How old's her body, though, Ant? That's the, they're getting How old's her territory body, though, Ant? So if someone was to, say, be in a coma for 15 years, from the age of 15 to 30, you wouldn't sleep with that person. Well, they haven't transported 15 years. That's the same thing. Magical coma. 
look, comas are just magic we haven't mm. learned to explain yet. Um, but yet, um, poor things. Just incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. Phenomenal looking. Everything has purpose. Everything has a reason. And um, it's based on a book. But apparently the, the writer, the, mm. the, the um, Yogas Lavima said, as a Greek person, I couldn't ever like comprehend the text in a way that would make sense. So instead I told the story in a way I thought would. Just absolutely fucking, completely incredible thing to watch. Like, just so insane. And I, I kept having to remind myself this is the person that did, like, The Lobster. And Killing of a Sacred Dip. Two films I love. And then he did The Favourite, and I didn't watch The Favourite. Because I just, I didn't, I wasn't interested in the, like, medieval stuff. And this, I went into this not knowing a single thing about it. Like, I hadn't watched the trailer, I hadn't read any reviews or anything like that. Me and Liv were just looking for something to watch. And I said, Poor Things is meant to be really good. Shall we go see Poor Things? And that's it. Let's go see it. She was disgusted with you. No, she fucking loved it as well. There, like, it starts off very uncomfortable for the reason that it's not, it's not a very comfortable idea what's happening on screen. Like, I think since, since I've seen it, I've watched the trailer now and they come out and they say it's a child's mind put in a fully grown woman's body. And they they tell you in the trailer that it's because the woman killed herself. So Emma Stone. Oh, so it's not a f- uh, um, a thousand year old elf's mind in no, no, a no, child's no, no, body. No, 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 no. Because no, no. that's what got no, one of the guys at my school into trouble with his computer when the police took it. Look, a lot of people apparently watch that stuff, and and uh, most of them seem to be on Twitter. A lot of people love that Weird. lolly shit on Twitter because they're all Weird. fucking sad. Cunts. You're on Twitter. Pardon? You're on Twitter. Very rarely now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. It's a horrible place. Did you not get onto Blue Sky? No, I didn't. No, 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 yet. no, no, no. Um, But yeah, like, it's... It's so, popular so, on Blue Sky. I've got 100 followers on Emma Blue. Stone. Emma Stone kills herself. No, um, don't spoil it. And Willem Dafoe finds her. No, this is this is what they tell you in the trailer. Mm. Willem Dafoe finds her and takes the brain from the baby inside of her and puts it into her head. Mm. And that's who Emma Stone is in this. It's the baby's brain developing at a massively quickened pace because she's been brought to de- brought to life like a Frankenstein's monster, essentially. That's not possible. No, no, it's not. It's, it's meant to be a fantasy film. It's not no. like it's not like a. It's not true to life. Well, it's not believable then. Well, no, it's not. That's the point. Oh man, how can you have films that aren't believable? It's not meant to be believable. What was it? I saw someone have a problem with the other day. Um. Like I was, but they had something in a Marvel film where it was just like, oh, the physics of this don't make sense. I'm like, Iron Man flies. The Iron Man wouldn't be able to yeah, fly. Yeah, it'd be soup. It'd be soup in a can. You fucking, you can't, you can't fly around like that. No, there's no cushioning on there's Earth no that exists that would save you from that. You wouldn't be able to have enough fuel inside that no, suit no. without you being made of fuel. Even if you have, so an arc reactor would be an ignition. You would use the spark from the arc reactor to power jets, but flames require fuel. <laughs> it's what are they thinking? Why do people exist that are so stupid? Um, anyway, yeah, um, poor things is it might be my film of the year. I got the same feeling after leaving this. I did from it's God's. only been two weeks. I know. You still haven't seen. I know. Um, Godzilla minus two. <laughs> what else has come out this year? Is there another Hunger Games this year? Probably that was dog shit a, last year. Is there another Maze Runner? No, Maze Runner had three films and it was done. Oh, it, it knew what it wanted. Yeah, it was done. It was good. Yeah. It's a good series. I think they're making it into a TV show. Yeah. I will not watch it. Dylan O'Brien, fan for life. Um, but, like, 
I got the feeling that I got immediately after Godzilla 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 series. Uh, When's the next Alvin Godzilla minus one? I immediately wanted to go back in and watch mm. that again, mm. and I got that feeling from poor things. That initial watching the first part, seeing Emma Stone slap a cadaver's dick around and then stab the corpse in the eyes. Mm. Like, it's uncomfortable to watch some of that stuff. Seeing her, like, realise her own sexuality. You want to see Gladiator 2? Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be seeing Gladiator. You mean Gladiator in Heaven? I don't know what's going on with that. Is it the original script that Ridley Scott wrote where Gladiator went to heaven? I don't think so. And he fights through the seven... Oh, shit, Twisters is out this year. What? Twisters. What? The sequel to Twister. No! <laughs> what are you talking about? Now there's loads of them. And there can't be a real film. No, it's happening. No, it's not! It is. I'm not even kidding. Twisters is out. It's been filmed. <laughs> Who's in it? Bill Paxton? <laughs> not Bill Paxton. He's dead. CGI him. Madam Webb's out soon. Oh, Madam, Madam Webb on Valentine's Day, Ant. Yeah. It's coming out on Valentine's Day. And you oh, think I'm not That's romantic. Take, I'm not going to take a look to go see Madam Webb. I'll go see it as well. I'll sit right behind you. <laughs> Just the whole way through the film. And you can be like, her name's Madam Webb because of spiders, guys. I'm just seeing and go, that's Madam Webb. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Monsieur Webb. It's got uh, Katie O'Brien in it. Fuck yeah. What does? Twisters. I like Katie O'Brien. Well, oh, Katie O'Brien. Yeah, she's like, um, do you remember in um, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania? She was the buff friggin' warrior woman. That you vaguely remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But she's also in a film coming up called Love Lies Bleeding with Kirsten Stewart, which looks fucking incredible. Okay. Um, About a girl who has a lesbian affair with a bodybuilder and they murder her dad, but not quite so successfully as they think, and then go on the run with body. Fantastic. Um, But um, Katie O'Brien's just like this buff as fuck friggin' woman who's basically going to have all the roles that um, he was the turf. I was in Mandalorian. Oh, Car- uh, Carla Guarino. Yeah, um, yeah. Gina Guerrero. Gina Guerrero. Yeah, Kate Brian's just going to have all the roles that she had. Yeah, well, hopefully. Because she's not a horrible person. She's not a horrible prick. <laughs> well, look, I'm sure that Gina Guerrero is going to have a very successful career with... Gina Carino. Dave- yeah, there you go. She's, she's doing Ben Shapiro films. Yeah, I'm sure she's going to have a great time doing Ben Shapiro films. Yeah. They'll be successful. I'm sure of it. Yeah. It'd be about someone with a gun protecting their yard again. Yeah, yard gun. Yeah, I'm dropping my transfer. It's a person who protects their yard with a gun, called yard gun, and she just so happens to be a fundamentalist religionist who believes in having a billion kids, and she's got to protect those kids. Yeah. But she doesn't have any kids anymore because the man took her kids away. They bought the babies Christian. when they were six years old. <gasps> Late term abortion. Yes. Yeah. In the 64th trimester. <laughs> I don't even know what trimester People is. Are so is it three, actually, it's three months, isn't it? Yeah, good enough, mate. Is the third trimester... Yeah, probably. Is that what it is? Yeah, probably. Is that... Is that what, did, I, did I just People, figure that out? People are so it's stupid. It's a thing only Americans say. I've never heard... Yeah, no, I've never heard a UK person say. No. Because they're not fucking stupid. Is it? Is it because is it because months are metric or something? Oh, yeah, months are metric, so you kind of months... What are the metric Lord. called in America? Pardon? You know the band, metric... There's a band called The Metric. They did Black Sheep. Oh. What are they called in America? <laughs> no. The Mile. <laughs> they called like friggin' three and a half foot. Yeah. Like, friggin'. Oh, God. I fucking hate America. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this has been Chris Apocalypse. Money's hurting. Oh, bud. You should try and kiss your knee better. Ant, you, did, you, did you hear me? Go on. Go on. Get in there. Get in there, Ant. Get in there. 
can't do it anymore. Give your knee a struggle, cuddle. I just want to get my leg behind my head. You should be able to get your head behind your leg. And the leg behind my head. Oh, your leg's always behind your head. It's when you're falling over. I do that easily. Anyway, <laughs> this has been Chris Apocalypse. As always, you can find Anne at LV54 Space Monkey. I'm going Mike was at that convention that one time. Oh, yeah. LV54 Space Monkey. You can also find him at... Oh, yeah, read Void Rivals. I was going to review Void Rivals, but I, I remember oh, that comic. Yeah, it's really good. Is it really? New Robert Kirkman book. Is it... C- oh, wait. Void Rivals. Yeah. It's his new one. It's tied into the Transformers stuff. That's oh, I was going to say, yeah. is that the one on the planet with the... Okay, cool. And it's about Warring Nations. I've, re- I've read the first six issues are out. They're taking a break until March. But um, it's really good. Oh, but if you watch cool. Transformers... Com- if you know Transformers stuff, you'll get a bit more out of it. But yeah. It's not about Transformers, but it is set in the same universe, and they'll probably turn up in the Transformers comic. The Transformers comic that's going on right now, the Skybound one, is freaking incredible. They've done really good on it. But Void Rivals, good stuff. Oh, I might have to give it a look. Give I it can a see read. Void Rivals being turned into a film. Yeah. like You know how they're trying to do a Hasbro movie multiverse thing now? Because it's people, isn't it, Void Rivals? Yeah, Void Rivals is about these two warring races. They live on a Halo ring. Yeah. Um, the ring's split in the middle. There's like a giant wall splitting the two halves aside. And they've been at war for centuries. They don't communicate with each other. They don't talk to each other. They just fight yeah. all the time. And two of them crash land on a planet and sort of have to work together to get off it and get back home. And then all sorts of crazy shit happens um, because they discover that they're actually the same race. Oh. They thought the other one was an invading race. One Each, each race thinks the other one's... Are they just like humanoids? Yeah, they're just the same. They're just people who've got little gems on the head. Oh. I think, they, I think they've think they actually been created by a Quintesson in the past. Oh. Because a Quintesson turns up and they mention one that's... Did, um, Getting real, like, um, alien mind. It's only the first couple of issues where they're working together. They get back to the planet pretty quick. Oh, okay. And then it's all about a rebellion trying to force to bring down the whatever, you know, expose the lies that they've been told. Yeah. Yeah, so really good. This looks very cool. I'm gonna have to give it a little read. Right, I'll, I'll check. There's that. a collected version coming out soon with the first six issues. I'm still, I still want thingy to come back. Um, I told you about it before. The um, mega, the thing where ultra mega, the thing that was like a kaiju. You know, just that was ages ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it it's had, not coming back. It is. It's gone. Maybe you should read something cool like that Savage Dragon. No, I've already read a lot <laughs> or, of Savage um, Dragon. Tech Jacket. What's another friggin' Tech sh- comic from the nineties? <laughs> Tech jacket, the mask, because they were all in the same universe for a while, weren't they? There was those, those crossover. Well, comics. yeah, they still are. They, they come together in the in the. Um, you know when the um, when the evil versions of Mark what was that Mano War? Was it Mano War? Exo Mano War? <laughs> there's a. Do you remember there was an Iron Man? Iron Man, Man yeah. yeah, that was weird. Anyway, um, say goodbye to the people. Bye. Alright, bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find out LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. You can find him at Mellow Gaming on YouTube and also at bot, Ant's Bot Collection. Um, and also, you can find him as Wild Wars Hat on, on Twitter. Um, you can find me as Chris Apocalypse everywhere. Um, We've got a Generation 2 Grimlock. Look at it. Look at that thing. This is rare. It's a thing, man. This is actually rare. Is it actually rare? Yeah. So if I was to steal that and sell it, how much would I get? Uh, not much. Well, it's not that rare then, is it? Fuck you then. <laughs> Alright, everybody, I hope you have a great time. Have I'm a good hungry. start to the year and, and all the best. Anne's hungry, so if you want to send him some food, uh, you can do so. Uh, just ask him for his address, he'll give it to you. You can send him a Stanley Cup, that worked. 
You clicked that link in a heartbeat. The Stanley Cup? Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, oh. I haven't got a fart ready. Mm. Bye. Bye.